The Royal Rumble is over, and WrestleMania is upon us. And Cameron is over here, dropping predictions like Nostradamus. Hey. I wrote that one down. <laughs> I didn't come up with that one off the head. That's it. That is the Shoot Brothers Wrestling Podcast. Of course, this is a podcast. It's hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. And we are coming off a huge, huge week because we've put our keys in the ignition. Uh, We, we, you know, we made sure everyone, everyone got their bathroom break before we left the house. Some, some people these days don't even have the fucking. They just have remote starters. No key in ignition. There is no key in the ignition. Of course, you press a little button, uh, and the car starts. Of course, we got all the little snacks and stuff for the kids so they don't go complaining the whole way, because this <laughs> is going to be a long family road trip. Of course, we're heading down the road to WrestleMania, and it has to. It starts. It has to start somewhere. Yeah, and uh, it starts at the the royal court, if you will, the squared circle of. Knights and nobles, uh, the Royal Rumble, of course. Review. The Royal Rumble is the start of the WrestleMania season. It's sign point in season, baby. It's my favorite time of the year. Uh, and <laughs> yeah. we have the pay-per-view on the weekend, so let's get right into it now. Yeah. One quick thing. Uh, nothing really too important on SmackDown, except for the only thing that we hadn't really talked about in a while. We had the big return of the quarterly brand-to-brand Invitational, so it does still exist. Did I miss? Was the, was there a brand-to-brand Invitational that I missed? Well, there was just a bunch of raw guys showing up on SmackDown, like AJ Styles and. Uh, oh yeah, we're oh yeah. What do we do about yeah. this? A couple other guys, Miz and Morrison were there. But. Right. Mizmo. Anyways, they made the excuse. Any the matches don't matter because it was all just hype for the Rumble. But had to mention that they. Do still acknowledge the quarterly brand to brand, and that was one of the, that was twenty five percent of it, that night. I guess. Wait, is it four times? I thought it was four times per person, not four times Maybe. per brand. Because yeah, of course, know. as you know, really... as you may remember, on the season two kickoff, October seventeenth, twenty twenty, Braun, Xavier, Kobe, <laughs> and Sheamus all crossed brands. So I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Just wanted to mention it. Okay. So, well, it's in a, case you wanted to keep score. That's it's going into point. the. Uh, it, it's going into the tally now. It's. Yeah. Uh, it is being uh, logged for. Uh, for this. For the stats. Yeah, and so. I guess basically the big ending was Braun Strowman came out at the end. So we're like, oh, he's back. Nah. I don't even remember what show he was on. I I, I I forgot too. Well, okay, because so he was on SmackDown, but then yeah, he was the Universal Champion. Yeah, he was in and out of that Universal Championship around last year's WrestleMania, and then of course, how can we forget uh, Raw Underground? He kind of oh, moved yeah. over, and then he put on the gloves. <laughs> That's when he got the gloves. That's when he got the gloves, waist. and he moved over to Raw yeah. Underground. So, uh, and then when that collapsed, he's like, "Where do I go from here?" That was my. I put everything I had into Ron. That was my bread and butter. I know what was I That was do? my GameStop stock. <laughs> that was going to be the thing to lift me <laughs> to the main event card. Yeah. Um, God, who's buying that Braun merch? I don't know. We're not even talking about <laughs> it. All we know is, and I get this like pit in the bottom of my stomach when Braun Strowman shows up three days before the Royal Rumble. I'm just like, fuck. Well, at the very least, yeah, you know he's in the match. At the very least, at least we know he's in the match. Uh, there was a pre-show that I didn't know about until, 
while I was watching the show show. Uh, so that's always fun when you find out about something. The Royal Rumble? <laughs> when you find out about something while it's happening. But yeah, there was a pre-show and I mean, it was... I you should know by now, there's always a pre-show. I know, but there's something... Okay, maybe I meant to say um, something happened on the pre-show. <laughs> yeah, championship implications uh, and featuring some wrestlers you like as well. So. Mm-hmm. And some I don't. But. So of course we have Oscar and Charlotte Flair, they're defending their women's tag team championships against who else? I don't know, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler. Can we give them a name now? I feel like uh, <laughs> I feel like we came up with the golden role models way sooner than this Nia Nia Shayna team. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Anything I'm gonna say is gonna be mean. So. I know, me too. I was like, I have a very good one, but it's really mean, so I'm not gonna yeah, say exactly. it. Yeah, uh, exactly. Maybe we'll say that one off mic. But the match happens, <laughs> and uh, that's one thing that won't be able to be disputed. The match well occurred. I mean, and as to be expected, anytime Charlotte's wrestling lately, Ric Flair comes out with Lacey, and Charlotte's like, ah, oh, fuck. And uh, anyways, all this distraction ends up eventually coming into. Uh, I think Rick gets even more involved this time. He hands Lacey a foreign object, and she loads her hand, clocks Charlotte in the face. So Nia leg drops her, pins her. So unfortunately, once again, Shayna and Nia tag champs. Unfor- so one pointless reign to another. <laughs> yeah, what was the point? Wait, how did that happen again? I mean, no, cause, they cause had it the Because it was Charlotte coming back to TV. Yeah, she replaced Lana, who was supposed to be with Oscar. Right, right, okay. Yeah, but hopefully this is just a way uh, to get the belts to lose so they can lose to the winner of the Women's Dusty Cup. We'll see. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Move the belt over to NXT. Uh, yeah. Because, yeah, it sure as hell not being used on Raw, and unfortunately with Nia no. and Shayna Especially, winning, that means they'll yeah, just stay on Raw. Yeah, I mean, the Riot Squad's the only team that we're rooting for at the moment. I think, they're the only team with, I think they're the only team with a name. Yeah, exactly. Huh. Uh, but let's go to this main card here. And uh, they're kicking right, right off with a WWE championship match. Drew McIntyre defending against uh, his father, Goldberg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, you know, I like the placing of this. Get it over with at the start of the show. Uh, and they kept it short and sweet, you know. I mean, it couldn't be it couldn't be any shorter, and the end result couldn't be any sweeter. Of course, we had uh, a couple. There, you know, we got a couple spears. I think we did. We yeah. get a jack before the bell rang. Did there was a like a headbutt. There was. I yeah, I think the barricade was speared through. Yeah, the barricade was speared through. We got a jackhammer. Um, yeah, and he hoisted him up. There was a little wiggle, but he got him up. <laughs> now, it was good. Now, my biggest takeaway from this match was Goldberg looked to be wearing like. I was gonna they mention he was like like, b- like shorts a biker would wear, but baggy. To me, <laughs> slightly. To baggy. me, I was thinking, yeah, he he was trying to look more like Brock Lesnar with the looser shorts. You know, he's yeah. normally he has like tight, like not like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's it was uh, that was a different the look. Very, very first thing I noticed, and when I Much saw more that, baggier yeah, I was like, oh, you're gonna yeah. lose. Um, and he <laughs> does, and he does. Of course, we get a quick claymore at the end of the match. Um, the two yeah. men are standing. I think he up. might have kicked out of one earlier, but we end two claymores, and then we shake hands. We shake hands, and then Goldberg's like, "You passed the test." As if he was the one. As if he is like, yeah, the stepping stone (laughs) of, uh, God, I would love to go back uh, and rank the 
10 longest Goldberg matches <laughs> and just uh <laughs> and just see what like the average you know maybe since uh yeah my his average of the last 25 years how long those matches are they're not going to be that long no no they are not no they but, are not uh, but the match is over and Drew survives and retains thank god yeah thank god everything we got through that and uh we still got some good shit to get to so mm-hmm. Let's go to the women's title match, SmackDown women's title. Sasha Banks defending against Carmella. Uh, match was pretty solid. I like what they're doing. Uh, you know, Reginald out there being a pest. He gets ejected eventually. Uh, so, unfortunately, he wasn't there to catch Carmella when she goes for this suicide dive onto Sasha. But she just comes out with extreme velocity. Just overshoots Banks, lands on her head, neck area. Very scary. But... Uh, she popped up. She continued, so I guess she's okay. Yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a scary botch there. Yeah, I'll, I think I'll she's uh, she's tried that dive a couple times. It always looks a little scary. Hmm. But she's okay. These women are flexible. Uh, so, anyways, they get back up. They continue back and forth. A couple near falls, super kicks. Eventually, Sasha locks in that bank statement, gets a submission victory to retain her title. So, match was good, but. Uh, yeah, that suicide dive, that was the big moment that I took away. Just scary. Yeah, that was a little, that was a little eek. I think that's... Yeah. Uh, you could see Sasha checking on her right away, too. She's like, oh, fuck, you okay? I think that's how I remember the match, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whatever. Like going back, that's all, that's all... Yeah, the match itself was fine, but if you ask me about it in a couple weeks, that's all I'll remember from it. Yeah, I probably won't remember much. <laughs> uh, we get a quick little backstage promo from New Day where they reveal their nice Brody Lee tribute gear that they were wearing. Which is really cool. Yeah, it looks real nice too. Yeah, Kofi's still not ready to compete, but at least he's back on screen. So at least there we go. And then uh, I guess, well, this is kind of the cool off moment in between the card. Here we get a little live performance of the hit song, apparently Booker T, by the artist Bad Bunny. Yeah, we you know this. Guy? You know when you have to say a hit song, apparently. <laughs> well, I have know. no idea. Who Bad Bunny is, but apparently he's you know in other countries he's platinum selling artists. So no, you you you've uh, you you've heard who that guy is. He sung that song uh, last summer. Fuck. Is it in English? Um, it's one of those halfsy songs where like his part (laughs) his part is in Spanish, but then Cardi B comes in rapping English. Oh. See, Mike, you're stuck. You're stuck in your. I think you're too. You're stuck in your little. I tea said s- I like it like that. You're stuck in your ta- your your T Swift uh, zone. I think we need to branch no, out to the Billboard the hot. I don't think it was that song. I like it like that. But it was one of those other types. Because that's got his kind of vibe. Then he comes in. Ropico, hey. Exactly. Yeah. Like you got it. You yeah. just you just sung. <laughs> you you that's just sung I mean. the song. Yeah. It was one of it was one of those. But type this of song things. wasn't that. If Cardi B was here, I might have liked it. She comes out. And then, uh, but anyways, this was fine. People must have liked it. Booker T just stood there the whole time. This guy wraps around him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, whatever. Anyways, let's get to one of the big matches of the year. We got the women's Royal Rumble match. Uh, and we're kicking off number one spot with Bailey. You know, the number one reigning SmackDown champ gets the number one spot. Why not? And then right off the bat, we get our first return as Naomi comes out at number two. Former champion coming back at the Rumble. Love seeing it. Yeah, looking good. Feeling the glow. Mm -hmm. And uh, she did a damn good job. She lasted nearly the whole thing. Seems like she did. Over 47 minutes. Wow. 
and then Bianca Belair comes out at number three real early. So we expected her to come in early and dominate, and she did. Uh, her and Naomi just doing some fun athletic stuff. And then Billy Kay, our girl, comes out. Uh, she had a fun little storyline at the Rumble where she just, you know, she's got her stack of resume. She sits down at the announce table. And then every time someone new comes out, she goes over and tries to, you know, win them over to team up. Uh, Shotzi Blackheart comes out. She's got her tank. She just fires a missile at Billy Kay. Uh, but I got to say, Shotzi's presence in this Rumble was. Maybe my biggest disappointment of the night. Well, and I think we said the last thing. We said that we said like a something similar last week when it came to NXT people. Like, you can't call somebody up from NXT, bring them onto the Rumble, and then just fucking squash them. And that's why, you know, we made the, we we thought to ourselves earlier, that's why we're not going to see Ciampa. That's why we're not going to see Adam Cole, baby. Because you can't really bury them or, you know, to make somebody look strong and then return to, to NXT. Those two kind of things don't really seem to go in the same sentence together. And I think Shotzi Blackheart just fell victim to that. Yeah, I just would have liked, you know, a couple more minutes, maybe at least one elimination. But no, she only lasted 245 and was the very first person thrown out of the match. Yeah. So, so uh, I was disappointed. But well, I mean, yeah, yeah, it does seem it does seem like one of those things, right? It's great to have her on the card because people like her. But uh, you can't book her better than the, some of the women on the main roster, right? Has she necessarily put in that time? I don't know. I don't know. Well, we'll see. Uh, up next, I think we had some Shayna Baszler. Tony Storm came out. She did a bit better than Shotzi. Yeah, well, uh, a, a, a bit. I mean, you know, I mean, bit. we saw a bunch of the women from <laughs> NXT, and none of them performed as well as they do in NXT. No, only one woman from NXT did well, but uh, we get another surprise of the return. Uh, tell me if you don't know this person, Jillian Hall. Nope. Nope. <laughs> so she comes down to the ring. She's doing this bad singer gimmick. Uh, so she had, that was her one gimmick. She was like this fake Britney Spears, you know, American Idol, can't sing thing. But before she did that, it was even worse. She debuted as this woman. Like, she came out, you can only see one side of her face, and we're like, oh, she's beautiful. And then she turns around, and she's got this big growth, this giant, like, brain growing out of the side of her cheek. That's gross. And then one day, the boogeyman shows up, he bites the growth and eats it, chews it up, swallows it, and then she turned into a singer after that. Wow. That's, that's, and I just had to say that. Sound, that sounds, uh, yeah, that sounds terrible. Yeah. I'll be honest. It's one of the, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty damn bad. They did not mention that part of her story when she showed up. But uh, the one person who was pumped to see her was Billy Kay, who's still the hanging around. And she pitches her, hey, let's team Billy and Jilly. And they do. They team up. Things are going well for a while. But then Ruby Riot comes out. So Billy's like, oh, she's cool. She's with us. You know, Billy Kay's doing all right. She's working well. Uh, Victoria comes out. That's another returning legend from the early 2000s. You may or may not know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Well, anyways, uh, she invented that Widow's Peak move that you see a lot, which, in fact, Peyton Royce was there. She was using it. Uh, and when Peyton was in the ring, we get this brief Iconics reunion where they team up on Victoria. But right as they do the Iconics pose, Ruby looks at Billy, and Billy's like, oh, oh. she stops partway through. She doesn't know what to do. Uh, yeah, poor Billy. I guess, Throw. yeah. <laughs> Throw her a bone. Yeah, well, I yeah. guess she gets eliminated. But yeah, but it, but it sort of seems like if there's one match where v uh, very, 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 very few people will get a bone thrown to them, 
it's yeah. it's the Royal Rumble, right? I mean, I liked her storyline because we just need we just need bodies at this point. That's why Shotzi's gone in two minutes. Well, speaking of bodies, that's why we had Santana Garrett from NXT. See, yeah, uh, just bodies. <laughs> yeah, see, that was a bit of an odd choice, but she had some. She had a couple cool spots, but mostly just getting eliminated. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, uh, yeah, some bigger names that I guess. Like you said, it might have helped that they didn't show up because they weren't going to do anything. People like Mercedes Martinez or Zia Lee. Yeah, they're way too getting... they're way too big to just fucking go down in, you know, two minutes or whatever have you. Especially if you're like taking on like, you know, Peyton Royce's main roster. Therefore, she gets, uh, you know, she gets the bump before uh, somebody coming up from NXT. Let's you know. Let's say yeah. I mean we see Dakota Kai later in the match and. Although you may think to yourself, wow, the quality of matches Dakota Kai can put on is not even comparable to those of Peyton Royce, but you're not main roster yet, so sit down and wait your turn. Yeah, she got the Shotzi treatment as well. She got the Shotzi Uh, treatment. Ember Moon got the Shotzi treatment. Ember Moon. But one person who did not from NXT, we got Rhea Ripley, who came out about halfway through. A big call-up, you know, yeah, that like middle of the pack, 14-15 spot is exactly where you want uh, to be. We, I think we may have seen this one kind of coming also, or if there is anybody to be booked huge on the Rumble, uh, Rhea Ripley We knew she was going to be there, and she was going to be in it till the end. Tori Wilson had another return. We've seen her in the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, more. Just Lacey Evans comes out. Charlotte's in there. Lacey's distra- or she's distracted by Rick again. Same old shit. Uh, Mickey James, Nikki Cross. Uh, I haven't seen Nikki in a while, so it's nice to have her back. Yeah, we have her new theme song. What's she, what's she doing? Do we think she's uh, cruising around on main event? <laughs> probably. She's probably been racking up a couple wins there. <laughs> Uh, Alicia Fox comes out. My favorite. The Foxy. uh, But then R-Truth comes out as well. And Foxy's just like, hey, wrong rumble. So he's like, damn. Now, I think we did this joke last year. Also, Uh, I think Truth came out. And (laughs) in classic male fashion, we had to make a women's event all about us. So Truth had to jump in there uh, (laughs) and do his thing. Um, But one thing I thought, Humberto Carrillo is still alive. He's just in the gaggle. That was kind of my biggest takeaway from that little event. Yeah, the commentary mentioned. I wouldn't even have noticed the commentary. It wasn't like, hey, that's Humberto Carrillo. Oh, I picked him out right away. I was because I was like, Uh, I I just he was the only one of the gaggle I didn't immediately recognize. (laughs) So that's why you recognize Yes, exactly. Yeah, he drew my eye. (laughs) Uh, Well, anyways, this all led to Truth running into the ring. Alicia Fox rolls him up, gets the three, wins the 24-7 title. Uh, But that all changes her focus from the match, so she gets eliminated. And then Truth right there to roll her up, win back his belt. Uh, So anyways, we're getting near the end here. Uh, so I've, I did some math where I just looked at the stats and there was six NXT women in the match and Rhea Ripley was the only one of them to get any eliminations. I was going to say, I bet also <laughs> if you were to take the six women in the match, if you were to go the five times combined, like the, the amount of time spent in the, the match, amount? I would say yeah. it would maybe it'd be about half the amount of time that Rhea Ripley <laughs> spent in the match. Uh, yeah, if, I think if we were to kind of look at that. Yeah. Uh, Carmella comes out. She's got Reginald there to catch her for those spots. Uh, But eventually she gets eliminated. Naomi does her little Kofi spot where she's like tossed on the floor and just lands on her back, keeps her feet in the air, and then 
grabs onto Bianca Belair's hair and uses it like a rope to pull back up. And they're mm-hmm. both just like hanging upside down by their feet. Uh, and then Lana makes her big return at number 26. You didn't think she could make it, but I had a feeling. Didn't she think would. she could make it. I know. I know. <laughs> I was the I was the first doubter. Yeah. So I was happy. Uh, she wasn't afraid. She got right in the mix. She was going after the big dogs. Uh, then Alexa Bliss comes out and she's her happy playground self. She gets in the ring. She's starting to hit some people. And all the women just say, fuck this. They gang up on the poor girl. They beat her down. And then the lights start to shut down. And uh, we know what's going to happen. She's ready to metamorphosize into her evil version. But Rhea Ripley's not going to stand for that. She's not going to wait. So she just runs right up, dumps Bliss to the ropes, and eliminates her. Which was, uh, I was a little surprised by how little Bliss did, but I, I get it. This, this, was, uh, this was the TSN turning point for me in the match. Because <laughs> I think, uh, Mike, you and I both had Alexa Bliss kind of making it to that final four. You know, depending, yeah. considering she's been so big the past few weeks on the show. And to have Rhea Ripley eliminate her, I, this was the moment where I, okay. That was the this, Claymore to Brock. This was the, the Claymore to Brock <laughs> moment. This was the, okay, this is, uh, now, we're, now we're getting fucking serious, of course because Rhea Ripley was already on a tear of eliminations and this was just adding another one yeah so uh I get it you know if they didn't want to have any fuck around shenanigans no transformations mid-rumble keep it clean so they just got rid of her quick uh yeah and then Nia Jax comes out at number 29 so thankfully we don't have too much of her in this rumble coming out so late uh yeah so eventually I think Lon is the one who gets to eliminate her that's her big spot of the rumble. Yeah, that Naya comes charging at her. That was the payoff. I uh, I almost forgot <laughs> about uh, however many months ago that that kind of happened, and then we never quite got the payoff we wanted. Well, it should have been her and Charlotte's spot winning the belt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I belt. or her and Oscar. Um, That's what I mean. Her yeah, I think I think this was just I don't know if this was the alternative or if this was the plan the whole way, but I think I think this must have been the payoff. Oh, I'm just happy she had a moment a in moment. the Rumble. Yeah, yeah. I was just happy she returned and she got a little. I didn't expect her to win, obviously, but. No. Uh, and then Natalia comes out at number 30, which was actually revealed ahead of time on WWE backstage. Yeah, why do they do shit like that? I don't know. It's kind of dumb. Uh, they had a match to determine it between Natalia and Tamina, but, like, why is it those two? I don't know. The whole thing was kind of weird. I would have rather just not have known. But. Yeah, yeah. I mean, isn't the kind of the whole surprise of the event that you don't know when someone's going to come out and then for them to just go like, yeah, it's going to be Natalia at 30. Because <laughs> then I'm like, there's no way she's going to win then. There's no way. <laughs> no way. Natalia doesn't uh, win shit anymore. <clears throat> no. The only thing she did here was be- betray her mentor, Lana, as she dumps her to the floor. Uh, but hey, that means Lana was in the final f- five because we're now at the final four. Natalia, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, and Charlotte. Uh, and then Natty, she's the first one eliminated by Bianca. And then Belair and Rhea, they team up to eliminate Charlotte. So we're down to a final two. Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair. Uh, and they just have an awesome little sequence, the two of them. Close calls, back and forth, feet dangling, uh, hanging off the ropes. And then I think the finishing moment comes when Belair counters the Riptide. Rhea counters the KOD. They both go for clotheslines, and Belair knocks Rhea Ripley over the ropes to the floor. Bianca Belair is your 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner. 
Just like that, baby. Ask and ye shall receive Bianca Belair as the new champion. You know, not only... <laughs> well, not yet. Or that's right. Well, I meant sorry. The Royal Rumble champion. Yeah, she won yes, the Royal yes, Rumble. Sorry, that's what I meant. Um, yeah, and I think the, the 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 two biggest things for me out of this was one, hell yeah, Bianca Belair, and number two uh, was the hell yeah, Rhea Ripley. I mean, to come in, I guess it's, it's your second Rumble or whatever. I think she was in last year's, but not only to have the most eliminations this year, to last almost it felt like the entire thing. She was in it. For, she comes in, you know, halfway through the match and lasts the rest of the match, and she's not even on the main roster yet. Not yet, but I think this is her coming up party. Which is which, uh, which is huge. We need more of these NXT women on the main roster, uh, whether it be Rhea Ripley, whether it be Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, whoever you want it to be. Uh, we've known this for years. The women down there can wrestle fucking circles. Around a good chunk of this main uh, this main roster division and Rhea Ripley coming up, that's the uh, that's good news. Yeah, that was fun, awesome victory for Bianca Belair. Uh, you know, I predicted Ripley, but I wanted Belair in my heart. Uh, the final two sequence that was great, great Rumble, and the celebration afterwards was just as good as Bianca Belair. It was super emotional. Uh, she gets interviewed, biggest win of her career. She's got tears. Uh, just cuts an awesome babyface promo. Being the toughest. Talks about it. You know, going to WrestleMania. Mama, daddy, I did it. She cries. She points at the sign. The pyro goes off. Uh, yeah, so. Yeah, either way, Bel Air. And she also set the record for the longest time in the Rumble. Over 56 minutes. She beat Natalia's record. Is that by it? She beat seconds. Natty's time? By 46 seconds. Wow. Did I call that one too? Probably. Probably. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, great rumble, great results. I uh, can't wait to see Belair. I mean, hopefully we'll see her challenge Sasha, but either way, she'll have a good match. Yeah, hopefully, she's, Sasha Belair just hopefully so she stays the fuck away from Raw women's division. Uh, <laughs> and I think the exact same thing can be said for, B, uh, for Rhea Ripley. I hope that she stays the fuck away because, unfortunately, you see Rhea Ripley, and I just, I don't want her first feud to be with Nia Jax. I don't want it. Don't make, uh, don't do it. Don't give it to me. <laughs> uh, I do feel like she is going to Raw, though. Have her be on SmackDown, where there's good wrestlers, instead of her being forced to wrestle Nia. Well, I mean... What about your queen, Charlotte? Yeah, your I queen. know. It's just, I, I don't want... I, I mean, I don't want Charlotte with Nia either. You know, I don't want anyone wrestling with <laughs> Nia Jax. You know, because that, that's that's like, you know, that's that's oh, that's almost career suicide. Yeah. You're putting yourself in her hands, and guess what? She's going to hurt you. Well, thankfully, she didn't have too much screen time. Amen. On this pay-per-view. Uh, but then we cut briefly to the kickoff panel where Truth shows up to cut a promo, and then Peter Rosenberg uh, tells him John Cena's here. Low blows Truth, rolls him up, wins the 24-7 title. So, Pete Rosenberg. Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) Why not? (laughs) He has a radio show or something. Okay. I don't know. Uh, But let's go to the last man standing match for the Universal title. Roman Reigns defending against Kevin Owens. Uh, they start in the ring, but it doesn't last long. They, uh, you know, they fight their way up the ramp over to the side of the stage of the Thunderdome. 
same spot they've been fighting the last couple of weeks. You know, they just climb up those balconies. Uh, I think they even went an extra layer higher this time, but there were still those tables on the ground just waiting for someone. And, of course, that someone's probably going to be Owens. So he just gets thrown off this balcony through the tables, crashing down. But uh, he beats a 10 count. So they continue their way, this time into the backstage area, which is this huge open area, I guess. Well, I mean, I guess it's, it's the rest of the baseball stadium. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it just looks normally you're like, wow, this is just so huge. And there was even like an extra ring and the announce table set up. They had everything. Uh, so Owens, he's staggering to his feet when Roman Reigns just comes zooming in from the right side of your screen and just drives fucking right through Kevin Owens. Uh, in this golf cart and Owens he didn't jump into the side and bump off of it like Sammy Guevara he just jumped through it head first through the windshield at full speed that was pretty insane he went right into it back first I think <laughs> but still impressive well I mean back end head mm-hmm. back I mean he's not looking he could have conked Roman in the head could have yeah, yeah good point. Uh, anyways that was crazy uh, but now Owens he beats the count he gets back up uh, power bombs Roman onto this announce table. Frog splashes them through it. And then they fight their way over to this second set of tables, which uh, looks to be used for production or something. There was like spray paint and tools. Yeah, it was, you know, some just some very haphazardly left spray paint. Uh, some with the yeah. caps on, some without. They didn't expect uh, anyone to be back either, here fighting. You know, there's there's a lot there's a lot of things to spray paint in the Thunderdome. Uh, <laughs> clearly they had like seven bottles of spray paint. There must. What are yeah. they painting? Uh, the chairs. They want to make them black. Want to paint? Yeah. So that's the because it's cheaper to buy white chairs <laughs> than pay yeah. somebody to paint them black. Yeah. Yeah. That's Vince. He's all about uh, that bottom dollar, you know. So Owens he lays uh, Roman down on these tables, and then he go. He finds a nearby forklift. Uh, we don't know if he's licensed, but he knows how to use it. As he turns it on, he raises the lift all the way up to the top. And there's a nice wooden pallet up there as well. So he gets out, climbs onto the roof, stands on this pallet. He's very high up in the air. He's even a little... So he kisses his wedding ring because this jump may kill him. But uh, he hits a massive flipping senton through the tables, through Roman, killing everyone. Well, not quite. Uh, Reigns gets up at the count of nine. This match continues. So uh, they fight back once again out to the front stage area. Uh, Roman spears Owens through the LED boards. But uh, he gets up from that. And then I think there was this unplanned spot where Owens like rubs his arm against one of the big lights. And he's like, ah, it burns. Did you catch that? I did. I, I, I assumed <laughs> it was planned. You think I it was unplanned? It was oh, like he just. I don't know. Because I think he just like touched it. He's like, oh, fuck, that thing was hot. Uh, yeah. A lot of those fixtures are LEDs. You know, they wouldn't be hot. Some of them are, but you know, there's can LEDs shoot the beam out like that? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. One, I remember when I was a little kid. I was at this birthday party. And there was this purple light bulb in the basement. Mm-hmm. Just like, I don't know, putting off a cool vibe. And then I went up and touched it. And it burned me for like a week. Oh, really? Still got, still, still got the scars to prove it? No, I was like eight. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Fingers it, heal. It didn't burn you all the way through. Well, not to the bone, <laughs> but like you know, there was dead skin afterwards. A quick, tss. ah. Yeah, I didn't tell anyone. I just stuck my finger in a 
and my ice cream to cool it down. <laughs> Did you eat the ice cream? I don't know. I think I was just like, fuck this hearse, so I just stuck it in there. <laughs> Probably. I ate the yeah, cake. Sounds about right. Save the ice cream <laughs> to heal. Yeah. Uh, anyways, that's sidebar. Let's get back to this. Uh, Reigns comes in. He's got a pair of handcuffs, but Owens hits him with a stunner, and then he handcuffs Roman around the big steel beam lighting rig. So Roman's stuck there on his ass, and the ref's counting. He's up to nine. So Roman grabs him by the shirt and just yanks him headfirst into this thing, knocks him out. Uh, so the match is saved. So Kevin just beats him up some more, but then Reigns low blows him. And then Paul Heyman comes waddling out with the key. But those damn penguin hands, you know, they got no fingers. So he's struggling to open these handcuffs. Uh, that this while, this one was tough. So like the yeah, buddy new ref comes in, gets to like five, and then yeah. they kind of like have to like take him off screen. Uh, it lasts for I don't know what. It felt like it was a minute. Yeah, longer than the thing. The key went into business for itself, trying to get over. But uh, I think at one point Roman even just stood on his two feet while down because he's still. He uh, did. He was down and crouched. I thought was funny because I was like, "Ha ha, could have been doing that the whole time." Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> I, it felt like it was. It felt like it was way too long. I have no clue what happened. Uh, yeah. Which, which really though, what it it, it I, I I it's nice knowing that WWE is cl- they're using real handcuffs. You think if they yeah, were tri- if they were trick handcuffs. Uh, yeah, he would have been able to just kind of do it with another hand. And I don't know, <laughs> maybe it was like, you know, Paul Heyman's little sausage link fingers and they couldn't grab the little, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Little yeah, key. Just, uh, oh, it felt so weird. But they did eventually get those cuffs eventually. off. And, uh, <laughs> Roman goes over. He attaches himself to Owens with that guillotine, uh, chokes him out, gets the 10 count. So Reigns wins, retains his title. Uh, I thought everything but that handcuff was amazing. The whole matchup until that point was awesome. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, those cuffs took a little too long. Yeah, that was a little bit of a bummer. But uh, the rest of the match was... Um, yeah, Kevin Owens just giving it his all. Yeah, you know, like the the, the, the trash talking throughout the... Uh, I don't think there was really any blood either. Nobody bladed or anything like that. No blood, but a bunch of big spots. A lot of big <laughs> spots. And Kevin Owens is such a big boy. Whenever he, whenever he hits the ground, there's a real thud to it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, no, overall, the whole match, other than that, yeah, little cuff spot. Yeah, a little, little, pretty great match. The, the cuff. One of the better less man standing matches. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, sort of in the, the way in which we knew the night would be unfolding at us, you know, so certainly we had our first two championship matches of the evening, followed by the women's rumble. And we kind of said to ourselves, oh, shit, that means there's only two more things, the men's rumble and then this last man standing match. And instead of cooling us off. You know, like sometimes a middle match can do or we're not into it because it just came off of something great like Bianca Belair winning. This held my attention the entire time. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, it was like 25 minutes, but it didn't feel like it was dragging. It was because they just kept moving from spot to spot. And it was nice to see a little bit more of the uh, of Tropicana Field. There was one point where I think either Roman or Kevin uh, starts stumbling through into Gorilla. And I'm thinking to myself, here we go, Gorilla <laughs> at the Thunderdome. But we didn't get it. Yeah, uh, there was one. The camera just like one... cuts out to like the other side. I was like, fuck. Yeah, I don't know if you noticed. And then uh, when they were back there as well, there was one point where you could just see the Miz's 
briefcase just sitting on a table. I did. I did see that. And it was like the one because it was dented and, you know, looked all. Yeah, it was dented. You could tell he must have just come back after. And he's like, oh, let's put that there. Come Fuck. get it later. I just <laughs> yeah. forgot about it. Oh. It was in the shot. Oh, well. But uh, anyways, that was that. Let's just move on to the main event of the evening. We're talking about the men's 30-man Royal Rumble match. Um, right off the bat, one man that was advertised ahead of time that does not appear was Jay Uso, who has kind of been missing the last few weeks conspicuously. Yeah, I wonder why. It was nice to see. I mean, it, it really wasn't starting until after this match was over, especially the no, sorry, the one with Roman, where I was like, oh shit, Uso wasn't yeah. there at all, and he didn't <laughs> need to be there either. This was. One of the first, like, Roman Reigns, just Roman Reigns matches since he came back. And I think it was uh, it was fine. I didn't notice it at all. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, so, and there was also no Keith Lee here either. So, there's, uh, uh, yeah. along with, yeah, that's fine. Along with uh, that's fine. Reckoning was also not in the Women's Rumble, who's, of course, married to Keith Lee. So, if one's out, they're probably both out. Well, Re- Reckon- Reckoning what? is, uh, she's not just sure, she's COVID positive. Oh, well, then that's uh, why. Yeah, so that kind of, I think that news came out like three, two days before the Rumble happened. So, since that happened, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. so that means Keith Lee also is not going to be there. Who knows? He may have fit one of, or filled one of these roles uh, somewhere throughout the Rumble also. You never, never know. Yeah. But uh, let's get to the action, because coming out, in the number one spot is the rated R superstar, Edge. And then following right up at number two, we got Randy Orton, whose face has miraculously fully healed. Oh, you should see what they're doing down there in Florida when it comes to cosmetic surgery, uh, Mike. They can do wonders uh, to some <laughs> of these things. Do have to say, though, this was also, um, this one too was also an announcement from the same show where Natalia was announced as number 30. Stop doing this. Stop telling us two days before the event because, okay, so having Edge come out at number one, uh, hell yeah. You know, if I had known that, would I have suggested Edge was going to win? I honestly don't know. But wasn't there a year where it was like, or no, this last year's Rumble was Brock, like, we knew this weeks in advance. Brock's, I'm coming out first because fuck all y'all. Gives us yeah. this kind of like, this a little bit of drama, a little bit of something to add to the match instead of just like, hey, guess who's coming out first? It's like, what? No, dude, this, we, what? What? I would have been far more surprised <laughs> if Edge just came out. Yeah. At that point, no, I at agree. that point, you know, if you're only appeasing the people who are following your Twitter account, like at that point, what the fuck yeah. are we doing? No, I'm all for more surprises, all surprises all the time. So here we are. We got Edge, we got Orton, number one and two. Yes, like we said, we knew ahead of time, but still fun. Let's just get right into it. Uh they're going right after each other, beating each other all around the ring. Sami Zayn comes out number three, uh, teams up with Orton against Edge. Then I think Mustafa Ali comes out. They all team up against Edge for a while until Jeff Hardy comes out to save him. And uh, Edge spears Orton. They fight outside the ring over to the announce table where uh, Edge hits Orton with a big DDT, follows up with a bunch of chair shots, targeting his knee. Uh, and then Edge just goes back into the ring to continue to the rumble as the officials tend to Orton and he they take him backstage to be checked out. So who knows what will happen with him. But, <laughs> but never went over that top rope. Never went over the top rope. So still officially he has until the end of the match to come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
In the meantime, we get the likes of Ziggler, Nakamura, the big return of Carlito, who was supposed to, he knows, showed Legends Night, but <laughs> this is much better to actually be in a match. So, you know, he looked great. He's kind of getting the MVP treatment, I guess. We'll see uh, if he sticks around. But uh, Xavier, Big E come out. They uh, target to eliminate Sammy. So conspiracy again. <laughs> but uh, Miz and Morrison, I think Miz destroys the Bad Bunny's DJ equipment. Yeah, so. before he even gets into the ring. Yeah. And then somehow Ricochet, he got a spot, even though he failed to qualify. But I guess he took maybe Jey Uso, who's supposed to be here. Well, of course, you know, we were asking ourselves, somebody has to uh, be the one to do a, a cool recovery spot. And we suggested Ricochet. Yeah, he's definitely one of the ones uh, to do it. But uh, Elias was in there, but no Jackson Riker, thankfully. Um, then we had our big NXT guy of the night. Uh, our only NXT performer in the men's rumble, actually. Damian Priest, number 14. Yeah, and which was great. We uh, I think we thought that he may be on his way up also. Yeah, and he did pretty good. You know, he picked up some eliminations. Lasted about 15 minutes. Uh I think he knocked out Kane after his big return. I think he may have had the most eliminations. Of the whole match? The whole match. Wow. I'm not sure, but uh, Bad Bunny comes out to yell at Miz and Morrison for breaking his shit. And then Priest dumps Miz and Morrison out. And then Bad Bunny climbs up to the top rope, hits a crossbody. His foot kind of slips, but he still hits the move. Yeah, he still hit uh, it. Yeah, better than Snoop Dogg's recent <laughs> uh, trip. <laughs> Uh, Riddle comes out around the halfway point, and he lasted about a half hour. Pretty good job. Mm -hmm. uh, and then Daniel Bryan, my pick, my hope to win, came in at number 17. Uh, and he did pretty well. Uh, Kane, as I mentioned, came out as well. They had a little reunion hug, but then Kane chokeslams him and gets a couple eliminations before Priest eliminated Kane. And, uh, I think, yeah, we had King Corbin, Otis, Dominic Mysterio. They all come out. Dominic got his big moment by eliminating Corbin, uh, but he only lasted a couple minutes when Bobby Lashley comes out and he just like launched him to the floor, just threw him over the top ropes. Uh, and then Bobby eliminates Priest. So Lashley came in making a big splash. Uh, and then the Hurricane, Mr. Gregory Helms was our next surprise, who was on an AEW pay-per-view a mere few yeah, months not ago. not too long ago. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's just going uh, all over the place, this guy. Yeah, he's flip-flopping, but he was here just for that quick joke spot. Uh, gets quickly dumped out. And then uh, the actual big surprise return of the match. We got Christian at number 24. So, much like Edge and Daniel Bryan, a man who was retired, told he'd never wrestle again. And here he is. Uh, and he must be fully cleared, because this wasn't like that Orton tease. He was right in the thick of this thing. Just taking bumps nearly 20 minutes yeah, in there. Yeah, spent a good amount of time coming in there at the end. Yeah, so him and Edge, they worked well, having a nice embrace together. Uh, AJ comes out with, I think they're calling him Amas now, instead of Omos. Oh, really? We're know. changing this every I single week, it feels like. It's it's messing with me. The big guy. Uh, he's <laughs> the there guy. to catch AJ a couple Who times. Who wasn't even in the match, I don't think. Wasn't even in the match, but I don't know if you noticed, he had this big cut on his forehead. No, I didn't, no. Somehow. Okay. Yeah, well, it was kind of like, they, they, you know how, like, they have like these clear bandages now that I guess like heal. Oh, okay. Anyways, uh, 
And then fucking Omos, he wasn't in the match, but he caused a couple eliminations. He yanked Big E to the floor, and it counts. They count it. Yeah, so, I mean, technically, he so he has zero time in the Rumble, but two eliminations. That's something special. Yeah, I mean, it's weird. Uh, I mean, in the lead up to this Rumble, I watched a couple old ones for fun, and Back in 1995, when Vader's out of the match and he comes back in and eliminates a bunch of people, they don't count it. They're like, doesn't count. He was out. Oh, so they get to go back in. Oh, yeah, okay. Whatever. They can, it's WWE. You can make the rules. <laughs> Somebody's making the rules up. Uh, and then Rey Mysterio comes out, and this was unusual. We get this, like, mid-match advertisement. For Victoria Beer. Oh my God, that was all I noticed. <laughs> that was all I like. It was a so little weird. fucking logo came up in the side. Michael Cole's telling us about yeah. some beer that he's never drank before. Some Mexican what beer. The uh, fuck. I, mean, I don't think you ever even see alcohol sponsors in WWE. Never. So it's all just about a bunch it's of weird all things Snickers. about this. Yeah, the whole thing was weird. Just the mid. I don't know. They must have gotten paid something for that. <laughs> something big so bizarre but, uh, yeah i'd love to not try this beer ever uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh we are getting near the end though seamus cesaro they come out followed by the return of the messiah seth rollins at number 29 uh and then we get the number 30 entrant the monster braun Strowman. not that big a deal for number 30 but whatever <laughs> bum, 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 bum. that's my that's my yeah. braun Strowman impression yeah, I guess he's the big. We had no. He might be the biggest guy. We had no big show. The physically largest, of course. We had Kane pop up for a yeah. second, but no Brock. Nope, no Brock. No Brocky. Yeah. No Keith Lee. So, anyways, we start weeding out some of these bodies here. Uh, Brian and Riddle had a really nice little mat wrestling exchange, and until Seth Rollins runs in with a curb stomp to Brian and tosses him out. I was surprised that he went out. I thought final four for sure for Daniel Bryan, but. Seventh place is where he placed in this rumble. So I was a little surprised. But, you know, I guess they wanted a clear baby face in Edge. That, you know, they didn't want you to have to choose who to root for. So Edge, I went all in on Edge at this point. All in. <laughs> we had we had to at that point. Yeah. So we get down to our final four. Edge, Christian, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman. Uh, Braun and Edge, they're fighting over by the ropes. Christian goes to help. Uh, when Rollins just comes up behind, he dumps both Christian and Strowman to the floor, leaving us with Rollins and Edge. Uh, Seth goes for the curb stomp, but Edge reverses it, tosses him over the ropes to the floor. But then Randy Orton makes his return, hits the RKO out of nowhere. He picks up Edge, goes to throw him out, but thankfully Edge reverses it, tosses Orton to the floor, wins the match. Edge is going to WrestleMania. He's going to WrestleMania to take on somebody. I'll tell you that much. Yeah, he's won his second Royal Rumble, and he becomes the third man in history to win from the number one spot. Wow, it doesn't happen. It it hasn't happened too often. However, I do remember, uh, or like just before they match, they when they're in their little promo package, I thought it was very funny that uh, they actually they actually highlighted Shawn Michaels uh, kind of going the distance, and I was like, that feels like a weird thing to highlight. You only have like a minute. <laughs> it feels like a weird, very specific thing. <laughs> but okay, whatever. We'll see it happens, and then and then you have it right there. You know. Uh, Sean Ma- or Edge goes longer than Shawn Michaels and uh, fucking does the same job. Yeah, 58-28 was his total time. Uh, great win for Edge. 
fun rumble. Yeah, fun rumble all uh, in all. You know, when we have these things now, uh, you know, I mean, because, of course, when we have the War Games pay-per-view, uh, we have two War Games matches, and the same with the Chamber. So I guess at the end of the show, we always, you're, you're going to make an immediate, which one did I like better? in your head and i gotta say i think i enjoyed the women's rumble more i felt like there were more things being paid off i think like the you know we had the lana payoff we did have rhea ripley being dominant we had this weird booking thing with naya and Shayna. It uh i felt like it had a little more to it than this men's rumble um yeah that being said though yeah i think yeah. i'd give the i'd give the edge to the women's rumble as well yeah it was but. with 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 very little like build up towards it it felt like you know i mean of course the rumble was happening but it didn't feel like there was anything going on in the rumble it was just a bunch of people there uh but you know all in all i guess they kind of ended it was a good one i guess it was good. Uh, yeah, and fun little note. So Edge and Orton were the number one and two, and they were the final one and two, or the final two. Uh, that's the same thing that happened when Shawn Michaels won from number one. Him and the British Bulldog were the first two and the last. There you go. Like, you know, and that's a fun little a fun little booked thing, and I guess it's something you can keep going yeah. back to, I guess. And that was a fun pay-per-view overall. I got it. Pretty much everything was fun. Even the Goldberg that kept it short, and they kept it inoffensive <laughs> so overall good paper. yeah overall a lot of good stuff there and uh can't wait for the road to be running the road is running should we just run right over to raw I mean, it's, the, it's the very next night uh so we might as well get there um oh actually no before we do we do go to monday night raw uh i guess it's the start of our wrestling week because it is monday so we do have to cover first the tweet of the week it's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. <laughs> of course, what would it be without? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, we got that great spot in that last man standing match, the 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 golf cart spot, and uh, Mike, you know, like you said it, you, you said it yourself, you know. I mean, even even while describing the events that were occurring, you said to yourself, you know, he 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 went through that glass, not like Sammy. He didn't use it like <laughs> Sammy did. Sammy, mm -hmm. Sammy, AEW. They're uh, they're copying AEW's copying W. No one's ever used a golf cart before. <laughs> no one's ever used a golf cart in a spot before, of course, because I mean, I guess there is a finite amount of spots that you can use. There's only so many things that you can hit people with. Eventually, you're gonna see some re. Repeating this week's Sweet Week champion goes to none other than our AEW World Heavyweight Champion, Kenny Omega, when he took to Twitter immediately after Rumble and saying, guys, I know they did it well, so props to all involved. Word, word of advice to all you weird WWE stands. If you're trying to piss me off, tweet something controversial about a video game I like. I don't care much about wrestling <laughs> opinions. Those are yours. Have them. Yeah. But I think I think I mean I think the biggest thing of takeaway from this is that the uh, the golf cart could be you know the the uh, the weapon of the future. Not only is it you know is it hard. Not only can you break through it, but it can. You take the governor off and you can just rip down some speeds. Um, yeah, yeah. So you know if you're if you're looking for another great spot in the future, I think look no further than a golf cart. Yeah. I mean we've had it's safer. We've had real car spots before. People get hit by real cars. So that's. 
a lot more. Yes, exactly. Hey, you know, in this case, you're really only going a limited speed, so uh, you'd you would probably be a little bit safer. Um, mm. But uh, for that reason, Kenny Omega, you're just collecting gold all over the world, baby. You're the Tweety League champion. <laughs> <coughs> well done, Mr. Well Kenny. Done. A good, nice level-headed opinion. Well, yes. So after our tweet of the week, uh, we buried the lead earlier. So let's just get right into Monday Night Raw. Let's get right. Let's get Baby, because we know we're going to hear from the Radar R Superstar um, because he did just win the Rumble. Yeah, so Drew comes out first, cutting a promo. He's like, yeah, I beat Goldberg, and Edge won the Rumble, and here we go. So Edge comes out, and yeah, he puts Drew over, says, hey, I'm happy. Uh, or Drew puts him over, says, I'm happy you're out of retirement. But Edge is like, what's wrong with you, man? I won the Rumble. You should be ready to kill me right now. But uh, you're showering me with compliments. And then Seamus comes out and he sticks his nose in things. And uh, Edge just tells Drew that when he makes his decision, uh, you'll know. And But whoever I choose, I'm walking out as champ. So Edge leaves. And then Seamus just broke kicks Drew from behind. So we finally get the full heel turn. He's completed it. Yeah, after, best friend. After, after a year of we don't know, uh, yeah, I guess. Me. Oh, you, know, you little bastard. So I guess yeah. when he was picking on Jeff Hardy, that was a face move <laughs> because uh. now we've really <laughs> turned heel. Or Seamus went heel face heel in less than 365 days. I think days. that's more of what it is. Wow. Heel face heel. It was a brief face. When he gave uh, Drew his kilt and sword, he turned face. Oh, yeah. And now he's. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? And uh, yeah, the treasure trunk. Or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's back heel again. His little overalls and his cockney hat. Whatever it is. But His little, uh, chi- his little <laughs> chimney sweep. Yeah, Chim Chiru. But let's get that U.S. title match. Bobby Lashley defending against Riddle. Uh, you know, Riddle won that gauntlet last week to earn this. So uh, we just get right into things. Riddle hits a big springboard floating bro to the floor. But uh, Lashley recovers. Gets back in the ring. As Riddle goes to get in the ring as well, Lashley applies the hurt lock, but Riddle's over the ropes, so he has to break the hold, but he doesn't. The ref reaches the count of five. Calls for DQ. So, uh, ruins the match. I was looking forward to Ruins the match. Um, yeah, Matt Riddle had, like, one good spot. Yeah. Uh, which is weird. So I think so. Uh, this this Matt Riddle had to beat the rest of the hurt business just to get this opportunity, but mm-hmm. then to lose like this. No, he wins technically. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, he doesn't win the belt. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't win until you're holding <laughs> that belt above. I know. Your, your head. You know. I know. Uh, hope maybe it'll lead to like a cage match or something. Fight pit. I mean, I don't know. A fight pit without Thatcher is it allowed? Well, that's a good point. That's but well, well, I mean, I guess the first fight pit was Riddle Thatcher. So you know, I I guess Matt Riddle may. I mean, Riddle's yeah. yeah he may he may still have a stake to claim, and Vince can sell two former MMA fighters. Uh, I mean, the match is certainly there. Yeah. You know, between Lashley and Matt Riddle, yeah, it's all it's all there, just not happening. <laughs> And Lashley, after the bell's already rung, he keeps going after him with more hurt locks. And even MVP doesn't like it. He's like, what are you doing, man? You try to go to jail? 
Don't kill him, man. <laughs> which, so. which we've seen so many things in professional <laughs> wrestling. Imagine if this is the one to put a man in yeah. jail. An extra uh, submit. Yeah. Yeah, we've like seen the, assaults with weapons to the head. We've uh, seen people set on fire. <laughs> uh, but no, Bobby Lashley, sleeper hold. Yeah. You're going to jail, bud. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Lashley just kind of stares daggers at MVP. So maybe a little more. Uh, tension amongst the hurt. Why business? does there mm. always need to be tension, Mike? <laughs> like, why can't alpha males? Why can't shit alpha. just be good and everyone be fun and happy? Is that know. so much to ask? They're greedy. They're greedy, is what they are. Okay. Uh, hopefully, Riddle will get a proper rematch, though, like some sort of step, like we said. He deserves it because For what the fuck else? Sake. What are we doing with the title picture itself then? Yeah, if we're just gonna pull this bullshit. Bullshit. Uh, but then we cut backstage where this nice Bugatti pulls up. Uh, but it's Bad Bunny. So it wasn't just a one-off. He's here to be on Ms. TV. He's here oh, to yeah. be on Ms. TV because he heard that Pat McAfee won the shooty for uh, Celebrity <laughs> Appearance of the Year. And he said, hold my beer. Or maybe it was hold yeah. my cerveza. Or my cerveza. Um, my, uh, what was that? Royal crown. Hold <laughs> my, Victoria, my Victoria cerveza. <laughs> With yeah. tequila, please. Because, um, yeah, Bad Bunny comes out. Because uh, he's pissed because, I guess, the Miz destroyed his DJ equipment. I mean, that's really what it came yeah. down to. I mean, that's just expensive. That's like five that's grand. thousands. Uh, we cut back to the ringside where the officials are checking on riddles still. And it's a bad scene. He's all dazed and confused. And he's like, who was I wrestling? It's not from the weed. It's from the Hurt Lock. It's not the THC, it's the <laughs> HB... The lack of H2O. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. I was trying. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we go, we get a little promo from Randy backstage, just hot, cutting a hot promo on Edge, promising that he will not be in the main event of WrestleMania, because guess what? They're wrestling in singles action tonight. That's fun. Wow. That's something. First Edge match in 10 years, plus on Raw. Uh, yeah, first Edge match on, on television. I guess that's what you were saying. Yeah. 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 Uh, Xavier Woods takes on Mustafa Ali. And uh, Woods, you know, at the very least now, he's got Kofi at ringside. So uh, not quite as much retribution shenanigans. I mean, they still try, but uh, the commotion just allows uh, Woods to reverse a pin into his own get a three count. So. Xavier wins. They're tied two and two, him and Retribution. <laughs> we're keeping, because we're keeping score over here. Yeah. Uh, well, that was another, the runner-up for Tweet of the Week was when he, Reckoning, tweeted at him and said, let's break the tie. And Xavier Woods was like, all right, let's do it. Ooh. So Xavier Reckoning, book it. Book it! When she's back. <clears throat> but then Miz and Morrison come out for that Miz TV segment we promised with uh, Bad Bunny. And Miz just says, you know, we both made mistakes last night. We're sorry. So anything you want to say, Bunny? But he doesn't have anything to apologize for. So uh, they propose collaborating an album and Bad Bunny rejects it. So they get pissed. But then Damian Priest comes out to back up Mr. Bunny. And uh, Priest just nails Miz and Morrison. Clears the ring. Go to break. Come back to uh, Damian Priest. Take on Miz in singles action. So this is the official roster. This is him, Priest. 
Raw material. That's what it's like being called up. You get to f- you get to fight the Miz. Hey, remember all those fantastic matches you had against Johnny Gargano? Well, here is Mike the Miz. Hey, the Miz is no slouch, but uh, Priest was looking good. You know, showing off his high flying, those big Topekin heroes. Uh, I think Morrison tries to distract him, so Miz goes to grab the briefcase, but then the Bad Bunny snatches it away from the Miz. So Morrison comes over, and the Bunny just pops Morrison in the face with a microphone, and uh, Priest hits Miz with the Reckoning, gets the win in his debut. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, that's that's the... uh... That's the big debut, I guess, uh, you know, instead of having him deliver a promo or giving some kind of interview, we had a rapper talking to The Miz. Uh, strange <laughs> choice. Um, but, yeah, I guess, um, you know, if you're you're on the main roster and someone debuts, you have to do the job. You got to make them look good. And I guess they did just that. Um, they, they've been in the string of, like, random feuds, which are just kind of going nowhere. And he has... Mismo? Mismo, yeah, yeah, and I he, mean that, yeah. He has the that money in the bank's got to come into play sooner. He has the later. fucking briefcase, and he's gonna do. He's gonna pull a Corbin, and lose it. I mean, huh? Who did Corbin lose it to? Wasn't it like I think it was Jinder? He's gonna pull a Corbin yeah. and lose it to Jinder on a SmackDown. <laughs> uh, I don't know, but not this week. Hope as long as Bad Bunny doesn't cost him the cash, in, that'll just be too much. Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost May, so it, it's almost time for the next briefcase, Time's right? Yeah. I mean, fuck, let's just get the, let's just get this title on somebody else or the, uh, this briefcase, rather. Sorry. Yeah, let's go to a Raw Tag Team Championship match: Hurt Business defending against Lucha House Party, and uh, the Luchas doing what they do best. You know, some nice just have high flying action all over the place, fun tag team stuff. But uh, Hurt Business have the power advantage. And they gain control. Cedric's all fired up when Shelton tags himself in from behind. Hits the pay dirt. Gets the win to retain. But uh, they're still just having tension, like yeah, we said. For no reason. You're dumb. winning. Why it's are you having tension? It's fucking dumb. It's fucking... So, yeah. so first, you have Retribution. You bring them onto Raw. Make them look like a joke. Then you have the Hurt Business. Bring them onto Raw. And what? Now just slowly make them look like a joke again. Like, one of them's going to cause the other one to kind of, like, lose the title. And then one of them is going to get booted, and you're like, yo, you guys were a strong-ass stable, and now you're just all the uh, everything else. Now you're just Retribution. See, her business is going to become Retribution <laughs> soon, right? And then Retribution will become her business. If, 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 if yeah. only. If only. Uh, we'll see. Maybe it's just a speed bump on the road to WrestleMania. Now we still have fast lane. <laughs> we still. And the Elimination Chamber. And the Chamber. Don't forget about the chamber. Uh, (laughs) Then we got a triple threat number one contenders match for the women's tag titles. Charlotte and Asuka versus Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus Lana and Naomi. Uh, Which I like that pairing. You know, they can both complement each other. Yeah, I feel feel like they've done, they've been in the ring together also. Yeah. Or like before in a tag, in a tag sense. Yeah. But Lana's. Lana's improved a little bit since then. so mm-hmm, I'm sure, yeah. Uh, anyways, this was a solid little match. Everyone's looking fine here. Uh, Charlotte hits the natural selection on Dana. But, of course, we can't have a Charlotte match without... Woo! <laughs> Ric Flair's music hits. He comes out with Lacey. And Charlotte is just so 
annoyed. She just tags Asuka so she can just leave the match and chase them away to the back. So Asuka's like, what the fuck? You bailing? And then she turns around right into the rear view from Naomi and gets a three count. So Naomi and Lana are getting a tag title shot. And I hope they win it. I hope somebody fucking wins it. See, my thing now is <laughs> is that this kind of like Ric Flair, Lacey Evans thing is now causing Asuka to lose. Well, yes. When uh, it could have been Mandy Rose or Dana Brooke to take the pin, giving us the exact same result. Um, like, if we're supposed to feel bad for Charlotte, like, should... <laughs> Are we no, supposed to? Asuka's the only one I feel bad for. Who are we? Who are we supposed to feel bad for right now? Um, why? Why, well, like why I, wasn't the Riot yeah. Squad here? So many questions <laughs> about this women's tag division. I just can't wait for Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart to fucking take home that dusty cup on the women's side. There, I said it. I'm calling it right now. And hopefully they can beat Lana and Naomi. Hopefully we'll they a, can just at least they'll, they'll give them a two week run with the. Hopefully they can make this title mean something. Yeah, but uh, throw throw Lana a two-week reign in there. Okay, I'll do that. Why not? <laughs> He'll do it. He'll allow it. I'll allow it. Sustained. Uh, backstage, Charlie interviews a uh, very emotional Drew McIntyre. We don't normally see this side of him. He was on the verge of tears. Yep, you never see a baby face cry. <laughs> <laughs> kind of funny with the name Babyface, but uh, yeah, <laughs> he's just talking Aww, about is the baby face crying. <laughs> he was, uh, yeah, because Seamus is throwing away their decade long friendship. You know, he reminisces. They literally spent Christmas days together in diners when they had no one else, no one to be with. But uh, you want the match that bad, Seamus? You want the title? You got it. So uh, maybe that'll be the Elimination Chamber title match. Who knows? Or maybe it'll be on Raw. Yeah, maybe it might Chambers be in three weeks. Maybe it might be somewhere. Um, Mike, if you <laughs> were wondering, because I know that you were, uh, December 7th was Asuka's last singles win. Um, it was that. While she was the champion, uh, yep. I was gonna say, yep. was it yeah, title defense? Uh, uh no, uh, the she won the title. I think a couple weeks before that would have been. So she hasn't defended the title in like a long time. She's had no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, she wins at Clash of Champions in September. No, that was against Bale. Yeah, you know what I mean. Long story yeah. short, folks, um, nobody wants this raw. So if you're a, if you want. The Raw Women's Championship. If you want this United States Championship, if you want these uh, tag champions, just fucking go take them. No one else wants them. Ah, <laughs> uh, we'll see. Hopefully, they do something soon. I mean, they got to figure out a WrestleMania angle that hopefully isn't Charlotte versus Oscar. Because I don't know. That's not big enough. No. <laughs> We've seen that before. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before, but nobody, like, who's up, who, who like, we need, in le, like, we need Rhea Ripley the fresh, we need the fresh blood of Rhea Ripley against Asuka. Yeah. I, think I think that's the only thing to save this right now. Yeah, because Shayna Baszler, they've already waited, they've already fucked around with her for too long. There was a time when Shayna Baszler. Well, there was a time, there. it was like <laughs> this time last year, it was, yeah. this was the time for Shayna Baszler, but uh, not anymore, they fucked that one up. Yeah. Uh, let's go to some tag action. Elias and Jackson Riker taking on Jeff Hardy and Carlito. 
Mr. Carlito Caribbean Cool. Uh, yeah, do you know much about him? From Not his really. First run? Not really. Yeah. His whole gimmick was spitting in your face. He would take a bite of an apple and just spit it in you. It's a cool gimmick. Yeah, but COVID, they're probably not going to allow it. <laughs> but anyways, he gets a little hot tag, hits his backstabber move, uh, tags in Jeff, Swanton Bomb. They get the win. So, uh, yeah, maybe Carlito's going to get that MVP return, like we said. Yeah, where he's there, and then he gets Starts matches. managing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but it's a way to go. It's a way to go. Uh, Alexa Bliss takes on Nikki Cross, and we get the playful Alexa just messing around with Nikki, but Nikki's just like, what do you want from me? Uh, so she goes after her and doesn't hold back, but Bliss fights back, and she's just having a good time dancing around, doing hopscotch, uh, but Cross fights back. She's got Bliss in the corner when she transforms into one of the older versions of Alexa. From the Bliss Cross days. And Nikki's just like, what the fuck? So Bliss is ready to go. And Nikki attacks. And then Bliss transforms again. And grabs a hold of Nikki. Goes for the sister Abigail. But then this time she adds her own little twist. As she turns it into like a DDT Abigail. Which looks pretty cool. Gets her the win. Gets her the win. Um, It, feel, it felt weird. Because uh, I think right off the bat. This story felt like. Like the, like they put this on hold months ago, you know the Alexa, Nikki thing, and then they picked it back up just like this, which is wild. One thing I love um, in WWE with the uh, supernatural element is that, like it's it's like a fool me once, shame on you; fool me twice, shame on me. So it's like you see somebody doing something creepy once, you would be freaked out. You see them doing the creepy thing again, you might be like, oh, they're doing that weird thing again. But then you're like six or seven times into it. You're just kind of like, yeah, Bliss, wrap it up. Get this costume change in. We're in the middle of a match. Like, I, I love that one thing that no matter how many times you know The Undertaker is going to pop up when you hear the big dong, eh, you're always acting like it's the craziest thing you've ever seen that The Undertaker <laughs> popped up after the big, big dong. And uh, Nikki Cross with Alexa Bliss here was uh, was no different. She's so surprised that Alexa Bliss transformed into a different character, although she's been doing it for the last month. It is, uh, I love seeing it. Nikki Cross is uh, looking good out there. That's all I got to say. She was looking good, though. Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, see. But, I mean, the night before, Rhea Ripley did not fall for the yeah, same Rhea trick. Yeah, Rhea Ripley was just like, this i have she just uh, said i ain't whiting around like i so. got i got cool tattoos and a badass haircut get the fuck out of my ring and then i'm like oh yeah. shit Rhea. yeah you're right get the so fuck out be of done. her ring get the fuck <laughs> out of done. Rhea ripley's ring uh but as bliss is leaving she just walks right past randy orton and has a little cold stare as he walks by but uh orton's out here for other business he's here to take on edge in that first match in 10 years uh and yeah good main event match it was not the greatest wrestling match ever, like they had back in June, but you know, this was television. They could only go fifteen minutes. So <laughs> They could also, even if they wanted to, they weren't allowed. Yeah, and I mean Edge, you know, he just wrestled for an hour the night before, so Yeah, cut him some cut him with some slack, maybe. Yeah. Much more fatigue. I mean Randy sat out for ninety percent of the rumble, so <laughs> I mean uh, Anyways, they have a good back and forth match here. Randy hits the draping DDT. Looks ready to hit the RKO, but then Alexa Bliss appears, sitting on the turnbuckle with this dark 
black liquid just oozing out of her mouth. Uh, this distracts Orton, and he turns around right into a spear from Edge. Edge gets the win, puts Orton in his rearview mirror on the road to Mania. Yeah, and that's uh, and that's it, I guess. Um, uh, Randy, Randy Bray is still going, and the Edge still uh, going. I mean, Bliss has to do something. She has to fight someone. Yeah, yeah, he has to fight someone. You know, I mean, I guess uh, Bray Wyatt will be returning to enact his revenge. Uh, but it was a pretty good ending to um, uh, uh, an okay show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I liked it. That's all we got. Uh, that was the first half of the week. Mike, should we take a break? Let's take a break We're and good. then come back uh, with another break. The beach break. Among other things. Beach break. We're going to come back because we got Wednesday Night War and a couple more fun things. Uh, so stick around. <laughs> It'll be a beach break. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We'll be back. You remember that bit, right? Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Butter, butter. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Butter, butter. Back here with part two of the show here. Part two. How are them Leafs doing, Mike? Pretty good. Uh, seven, two, and one. So. Okay. First, uh, they're tied for first in the division, I think. I don't know. Doing well. Doing well. D- doing well in that all in that all CDN division. The CDN. CDND. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, it's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, we actually had our biggest break of the season. Four days off, which has been crazy. After playing every other day. 56 games? Yeah, 56. I guess we've played 10, so. Chugging right along. The NBA is still doing like 72, and that's still way too fucking many. I I don't get it. I don't get how the NHL was able to kind of agree on 56, which I even (laughs) think is even on the shade of low. I was going to say like 62 games, I think is the perfect uh, season length. Um, 56 I'll be on the low but 72 way too fucking much yeah what are they uh, what's their record at now the Raps the Raptors are uh, like 10 and 11 oh so I think creeping we're creeping up to 500 yeah I think we're sitting on that uh, in that ninth or 8th spot I think uh, you know we'll start winning some games or um, you know of course there is that play in Spot of the tournament, the uh, the play-in tournament towards the end of the season that you you know kind of, you get to fight for that seventh and eighth spot. So uh, yeah. as long as they're in the uh, fight, uh, we're in the fight, baby. Yeah. Uh, of course, I saw that Fred Van Vliet have that Unreal game. Oh, for well, dude, he gave you uh, your free fries alone, probably. <laughs> oh, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah, he, had, yeah he, uh, he knocked eleven of them down, ten or eleven. Yeah, no, that was quite quite the game. Uh, was that? Tuesday night that game. What's two nights ago? Yeah, yeah against Orlando, whenever it was, yeah. and then I think. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, that was fun. What was it? The most points by an undrafted player in NBA history? It was a lot of those kind of stats. <laughs> Some fun records. Um, you know, all those dumb records. Yeah, yeah, most by an undrafted player. Well, that was like um, last night. Some guy broke a Michael Jordan record. Or just another yeah, like most uh, most twenty five point games to start a season. 
Yeah, something that arbitrary like <laughs> yeah. that. You're you know? just reaching for or it. Say, yeah, because he had that one game where he scored 24, but Michael Jordan still holds the record for most 20-point games to start the season. Like, <laughs> yeah. Who gives a it's fuck? Like, what? He only played uh, 18 minutes this one night because of this, and he still scored 24. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> who, won la- who won last year? Great. Who won the year before that? Yeah. Great. Okay, who won the year before that? That's what fucking matters. Yeah. But, hey, sports. We love That's sports. That's fucking matters. And Russell Westbrook's 2020 and 20 game. That was wild. But besides that, stop counting stats. Um, because, <laughs> Mike, they're all just numbers. Well, weren't Stat- like... Stati- statistics are just numbers. You know, you recorded... You, you got six goals, seven assists on the, on, on the 23rd of March. You know, they're all just a bunch of numbers and numbers... Uh, just like in the world of sports and when it comes to goals and uh, assists, wins and losses, um, you know, one in, in professional wrestling, a number a day can simply be uh, uh, put in uh, your your title reign. The title length, of course, nothing will ever beat the whatever ungodly number of days that Bruno San Martino <laughs> and Hulk Hogan probably held the belt for. But, you know, being a long-standing champion uh, is something very important for cementing your legacy. Could you agree? I could, and I will. You could, and you just may. So, Mike, uh, we're going to do something special a little this week. <clears throat> Instead of trivia for our middle segment, uh, I'm going to run you down a little bit of I Forgot That You Existed titles that have not been defended due to pandemics i forgot that you existed Okay, um, because, you know, I mean, we've seen, we've been able to see uh, <clears throat> WWE, AEW, um, New Japan figured out what they're doing going on, but there have been, you know, a lot of these other promotions that we know of, and that for whatever reason are just kind of starting themselves back up, have not been able to start up again, and as a result, um, some people are holding titles for an insane amount of time. Hmm. So we're going to kick this one off, because um, I forgot... That over in the world of NWA, I forgot that Nick Aldis was the world heavyweight champion. Still. Hmm. Um, I don't hear about him much. He, uh, <clears throat> you don't hear about him much because they, they had a show going into pandemic that they had to stop. And then they had to recently just kind of bring one back, uh, you know, on the same kind of set. But there's absolutely no fans, right? Uh, believe it I or not, mean, though. Sorry, go on. No, it's funny, though, how that's happened. But in the meantime, the NWA women's title has switched hands. Yeah. Seems <laughs> you know, weird, right? But <laughs> From Rosa to Deeb. And- that is true. Yeah, that is a good point. But uh, but either way, this uh, this men's heavyweight champion, Nick Aldis, over there, champion, he beat Cody, Cody Rhodes, on October 1st, 2018. He is currently sitting what? on an 837-day reign. Yeah, that's crazy. Holding that championship, another um, another promotion that stopped, uh, you know, and then kind of only recently been able to pick up because I forgot that Ring of Honor existed. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot because the world cha- uh, the world champion of Ring of Honor right now is Rush, who beat Rush. P- who beat PCO just before. That's the- not Leo Rush. Not right? Leo Rush, um, <laughs> but he beat he he won his championship on February twenty ninth. Of 2020, so he's been sitting on a 341-day reign, which still feels like a lot of time, you know? Um, well, 
if it was February 29th, does it count as a year if he never reaches that day? <laughs> yeah, just like that one kid you knew who, who was yeah, born it's on like, the like, hey, ocean. you're only four years you're old. Only four you're years 16. old. Nah. <laughs> Car- Cardum, hey, Cardum, he's not allowed to drive. <laughs> nah, Cardum. Nah, nah. That's also his name, Cardum. Cardum. <laughs> You you may have also forgotten that uh, the tag team <laughs> champions Jay Lethal and Jonathan Gresham, they beat the Briscoe brothers on December thirteenth, twenty nineteen. So they're sitting on a four hundred nineteen day reign. Isn't uh, isn't Jay Lethal somewhere else as well? Is he on Impact or something? Maybe. Uh, he could. I don't know. He I used to. Know. Well, he used to be on TNA. So uh, yeah, I don't know. I've heard his name in other places. Or maybe it's just something, but uh, yeah, Jay Lethal. Who was the other guy? Um, Jonathan Gresham. Do you know him? Uh, I saw his face and then recognized him. <laughs> okay, maybe but Jay Lethal, be... thumbs yeah, up. Jay Lethal, I absolutely <laughs> thumbs know. up. Yeah, best Ric Flair impression you'll ever see. Best Ric Flair impression you'll ever <laughs> see. Uh, cl- Even better than Ric Flair on some days. Close your eyes, and um, <laughs> you you honestly actually might not know the difference. Yeah. Mike, something you may have also, well, maybe you haven't forgotten this because we did talk about it recently, but you may have forgotten that uh, AAA wrestling existed down in uh, in Mexico. You may have, well, I don't know, I think we have, would have remembered this, that Kenny Omega is the AAA mega champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is still, of course, he beat Ray Phoenix on October 19th, 2019. So he's sitting at a reign of 469 days. Wow. That's a long time. Uh, Not been able. He's only had the one defense uh, in that time period. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that AAA doesn't care too much about that belt, though. Okay. Well, They're yeah. more into... Uh, we're, 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 lo- we're looking over the days. We're looking over the days. That's all we're <laughs> Either talking Either way, no, it's, hey, it's a belt. It's a belt. Collect a, them. A belt's a belt's a belt's a belt. Um, we're also talking about the, uh, you may have forgotten, the AAA tag team champions were the Lucha Brothers. Of course, uh, hmm. do you remember the Escalada de la Muerte? Of course. Uh, l- lest we will never forget. Yeah. Um, but they beat the Young Bucks for that belt on June 16th, 2019, making their current reign 594 days. Okay, so did they? So the Bucks won the titles in the ladder match and then the Lucha Bros beat them for it on that day? Is that how it went? I can't remember. Was that was the ladder, the ladder match would have been at All Out? The first All Out. Which yeah. was August, so yeah. I think Lucha Bros retained. Yeah, they retained that one okay. because I can't remember the order. Yeah, Matt Jackson rips off Penta's mask. That's um, that's uh, our that, that our that's our heel move, and then uh, okay. Lucha Bros walk. I, at least I think that's. Uh, yeah, okay. Either way, it's uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's funny. Well, All the AAA titles are just sitting in AEW. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, one AAA W that's AAA title that's not sitting in AEW. That you may have forgotten existed. Of course, they have their very own cruiserweight champion, and it's the Laredo Kid. The Laredo Kid. I feel like uh, hasn't he been on? It's, I don't know. I know his name, but you know his name. You would know his face. He's been around, but he beat Sammy Guevara on February sixteenth, twenty nineteen. So he is currently sitting on a seven hundred fourteen day reign. Oh boy. Long, long ones. <clears throat> In our final wrestling promotion and champion that you may have forgotten existed, of course, we're heading over to PWG, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. You may have forgotten that their world champion is Bandito. Mm-hmm. Who uh, mm-hmm. won? Who got? <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? Exactly. I mean, it's they. This 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 is a show that hasn't been able to, uh, you know, be in production at all. 
But um, he won his title on December 20th, 2019, sitting on a present-day reign of 411 days. Yeah, a lot of 2019s. A lot of 2019s, which, you know, makes right sense. Before, yeah, the pandemic hits, and then they just cruise by that next year. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cruise through the next year but uh if 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 we could be crowning a winner for um i the, these i forgot that you existed title champions if there was so one because we'll finish it off with this one you may have forgotten that the tag team champions over in pwg are the rascals formerly known as uh, are they the guys that are in uh, NXT now? They're the they're the boys that you may recognize from MSK, MSK. featuring yeah. um, an additional guy. There's actually like a third guy who stayed in Impact, uh-huh. but that's beside the point. It's um, like Outcast. They used to have a third guy. Exactly, just like that third guy. Um, but he's no Fonsworth Bentley. No, that was P Diddy. God damn it! The Rascals, whoever they are, um, they're sitting. They won their championship on April twentieth, twenty eighteen. So they they're sitting. Extra. They're sitting on a reign of one thousand and twenty-one days on for their single reign of the belt, which and, is just about half of the Young Bucks's total reigns uh, <laughs> as the most holding of that belt. So wow! And now that they're NX, NXT, when are they ever going to drop them? <laughs> uh, Presumably, they have to drop. They have to drop them right away, if not so retroactively. Everybody else who's done PWG and moved over to WWE, they lose the belt right away. It was like Daniel Bryan's last event. They get, they he won the championship only to like relinquish it the next day because he signed with uh, signed with old Vinnie Mac. Okay. So Daniel Bryan, right. Daniel Bryan is a less than one day holder of that championship, also, <laughs> which is kind, which is kind of fun, uh, throwing it to him, you know, the sign of respect, and then he moved on. But uh, man, I f- I forgot all of those champions existed, and uh, God, who knows well, what, who knows when they'll ever pop on our radar again. Let me throw you a bonus one here. I got one for you, please. Because uh, over on NXT. Of course, uh, we've got the cruiserweight champion, Mr. Santos Escobar. But officially, he is still the co-champion because Mr. Jordan Devlin over in the UK is the interim. uh, Or no, Escobar is the interim champion. Mm -hmm. Jordan Devlin's over in the UK, still the cruiserweight champion. If you go on WWE.com, it shows both their names, both their pictures as slash, you know, both names, co-champions. So Jordan Devlin, who knows if he'll ever come back. I think I've seen him pop up. Um, I think he's in, on in, in the UK, UK wrestling. Yeah, he might even still have the belt, so maybe they just have a duplicate. <clears throat> well, but I right mean, now, it's both pictures on the same championship. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, Jordan Devlin, if we are counting, he won his belt at Worlds Collide in January of 2020. So he's sitting on a 375 plus. Yeah. There you go. That's Day rain. Yeah, there you Plus. go. You know, getting that full year. It is funny to see. And it's kind of consistent in these, you know, higher 300s. Um, a lot of these promotions that, you know, probably, uh, who knows, Nick Aldis may not be this 800-day champion. Or uh, the Lucha <laughs> Brothers may have lost by now. Bandito, who knows. But Jordan Devlin, even for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows what, the, how, what booking's going to go in the future. Well, that was fun. Yeah. There you go. That's uh, uh that's all I have for th- that's all I have for this week. Yeah, no, that was good. That was a good new spin on a segment that we've done a couple times. 
spinning segments. Uh, let's get to our Wednesday night, shall we? Let's kick off with, um, I guess, uh, the moment we've all been waiting for, another Rusev wedding angle. We're heading to, we're heading to beach break. It's AEW. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. It's the beach break. Uh, uh, you know when your best man is wearing a dress shirt with the sleeves pulled off? Nothing bad's gonna happen. Nothing bad can <laughs> happen. Um. Yeah, I mean, weddings never get nothing bad. Well, that's your we- no, well, that's like- point. No wedding <laughs> truly goes according to plan. <laughs> never. That's never happened in the history of weddings. Yeah, especially uh, on television. Especially when they're on television. So we'll get to the big wedding of Penelope and Kip Sabian a little bit later. But let's kick off the show with some classic hot AEW tag action. Yes, the tag team battle royal to uh, determine the number one contendership for these tag belts. Uh, and the champions themselves, Young Bucks, are in the match where if they win, they'll get to pick their opponent. And they've teased they would pick the Good Brothers. That was a great step. That was a great. I uh, I, lo- I love that little that little add yeah. on. And uh, you know the beach theme. We had some surfboards, some giant beach balls, uh, palm trees. It wasn't really overboard, but enough to know that hey. Yeah, they, they've break. gone more overboard. <laughs> they've gone more before, yeah. but uh, you know they just didn't. They just fine. didn't this time. Yeah, uh, but yeah, this tag team battle royal. Uh, I didn't notice. This must have happened at least a week or two ago, but Jurassic Express, new theme song. The whole crowd seemed to know it. They were singing along. Oh, I don't Did think I, I, I don't think I noticed that at all. I may have just kind of yeah. skipped through the intros for this one. Probably. That's the only thing worth thinking <clears throat> of that. But Did it have a fun uh, Jurassic Park sounding vibe? Like dun, dun, Maybe it was similar dun, to it. Maybe that's why. Dun, 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 it was kind of like. Dun, 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 it very much. Yeah, it was. The dun, crowd was dun, like. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, was dun, dun, very, dun, that's dun. probably why it was so familiar because, yeah. <laughs> or, or the fa- or the crowd just now. started singing. It was, <laughs> the Jurassic Park it, was a, it was a real vocal crowd this evening. Uh, maybe the they were just singing the Jurassic Park theme song. Yeah. Either way, next week, see if you notice if he comes here. Okay. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we got a packed ring here. Ten teams, twenty men total. Uh, both members of a team must be eliminated for them. Yeah, for the team to count. But. Uh, FTR was supposed to be in the match, but they were suspended, kayfabe, due to their conduct in the week prior with that salt in the eye or the cocaine in the eye, (laughs) whatever it was. Unnamed white powder (laughs) in the eye. Uh, Yeah, so we get under here. Uh, John Silver gets a big elimination when he knocks out Jake Hager early on. Hungy boy. Hungy boy. The boy is hungy. And the one special thing about these battle royals is you know, the one side of the ring where the ramp is because even landing on the ramp counts as elimination, even though you're like two feet above. Yeah, the you lose the a couple. Of, you lose a couple feet there. That's a big deal. Yeah. So you got to be careful. Uh, Luchasaurus, he was the big man of the match because Hanger was out early. So having his spots uh, choke slam Stu Grayson to the floor, which looked painful because Anthony Bowens didn't quite catch all of them. Didn't quite catch him, Bo. <laughs> but uh, Stu Grayson, good Canadian kid. I recently found out. Good Canadian hey. lad. That's good to know. Yeah, we like the Dark Order. We love the Dark Order. Uh, who doesn't? Uh, who doesn't? If you don't like the Dark Order, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, they had a good showing. They had multiple guys in this match. Uh, Evil Uno, at one point, hits the end of days 
straight out of Baron Corbin's book Baron on Dolph Nick Jax. Did you catch that? It's a good looking move. I did not catch that, no. It's a cool move. I mean, I'm sure other people have done it, but it's just, you know, it's the one thing I can give Baron Corbin a thumbs up on. <laughs> the one thing, yeah. No, a deep six and the end of days, they, yeah, they do look well. good. They do look yeah. good, especially if, like, you know, the other guy can lean into it a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but... It wasn't. It was not to be for the Dark Order on this night. Uh, John Silver. He lasted the longest, but eventually gets eliminated. Uh, near the end of the match, the Good Brothers come strolling out, and they cost both Private Party and uh, Nick Jackson the eliminations by distraction. So we're getting near the end. The Inner Circle. They all team up to eliminate Jungle Boy, uh, but then Sammy and MJF they start arguing. Uh, Sammy tries to attack him. Eventually. MJF gets dumped to the floor. So we get the final three, Sammy Guevara, Chris Jericho, and Darius Martin of Top Flight. So uh, obviously, Chris and Sammy, they team up. Uh, but then it gets to a point where Sammy and Darius, they're on the outside of the ropes struggling. Jericho goes to dump them, but only Sammy falls. Uh, so see, he's like, what the fuck? And then back in the ring, Darius tries to eliminate Jericho, but reverses it, hits the Judas Effect knocks him out so Jericho wins the match earning the tag title shot for him and MJF I knew that was gonna happen too as soon as I already had a feeling going into the match you know and then you it didn't gets, want them to win and then it starts getting booked and you're like oh no and then he's on the outside of the apron and just like Chris Jericho needs very little space to do a Judas effect because <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like it's like a it's like a half spin it's a half spin with yeah, your arm up. Less, yeah, a lot less room than a super kick. You, you know, just, exactly. And it's just like, oh, my God, as soon as you do that close, I'm like, fuck, no, 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 not this. So you didn't want this, judging by your tone. I think so. Um, just because, I mean, we said it the other day, and I, I think they allude to it a little bit later. I mean, certainly. But I feel, give me Santana or Ortiz. Like, like I still want them. Well, I yeah, I agree on that. But here's my, I'll give you a brief fantasy book. Ooh. So Jericho, MJF, they get the title shot, but then they lose the title match because of Jericho. And then maybe MJF just takes it out on him, starts yelling at him, slaps him in the face. Who knows? Uh, so this is the breakup <laughs> of uh, the inner circle. We're this teasing like, things already, yeah, because yeah. after this match, Sammy Guevara, he's pissed. He just walks off steamed. Uh, we'll get a little something from them later, but... And, uh, uh, well, speaking of that, though, Mike, I just got to stop you right there, because I think this was the last we saw of anything Dark Order related um, for the rest of the episode, I think, was evil, was when these guys all left the ring. So I do have to say, there were some things that went down on BTE. If you are interested, right. because, of course, as you know, the Mustard Boy himself has been defending <laughs> successfully the most coveted championship in all of professional wrestling and like a like a kid in a candy store mike if you were given the keys to uh the air canada center you know you would you would hop out there on the ice you would be shooting a couple <laughs> hoops right and if you were given yeah. the keys to the jacksonville jaguars uh practice and game facility you would uh you'd probably uh you know get get a, get a couple balls out you know th uh, maybe you know throw a couple targets hell you may even yeah. uh may, you may even think to yourself i bet i could kick a field goal oh yeah Give it to me. 30 yards, 40 yards. 30 yards, Let's go. give it to me. Give it to Keep me. Going. And, and uh, <laughs> so, of course, Johnny John by Silver, he's feeling the same energy, and he challenges none other than Sammy Guevara to first to three field goals. Oh. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is an official, this is an officially sanctioned 
BTE Championship match. Uh, everyone's there, of course. Alex Reynolds, um, Anna Jay was there. Both of the Bucks. Everyone's giving their support. And after it was a pretty back and forth. It goes one to one <clears throat> to two to two. <laughs> Waiting on that last field goal. Now, uh, now John Silver went first. Do we know the distance of these field goals? I think it was like normal field. I, I forget. Normal field goal well, distance. I, mean, I think it's 10, 10 yards. Is that, you know, 15? So an after touchdown. Yes, a point after attempt. Yes. yes. And uh, <clears throat> you could blame it on the footwear or you could blame it on the pure athleticism. But Sammy Guevara hits that third field goal. Before John Silver is able to making him the new BTE champion. Wow. But after the long reign. After the long reign. <laughs> but that's not everything. You know, just like, um, <clears throat> you know, just like, uh, just, just like, just like, just like Kenny Omega showing up an impact. Sammy Guevara is taking <laughs> the belt over to his channel on YouTube. So now you got to oh. check out Sammy Guevara's YouTube channel uh, for more BTE championship updates. But don't worry. Don't worry, Mike. I got it covered. I got it covered. Is his, uh, is his channel like a vlog? Yes. Okay. I've heard of his channel There's, before. I've never seen it. I think it's kind of like a half and half. Like he's still kind of in character fucking around? <clears throat> I think sometimes. Yeah, I think it's a half and half. Um, but I don't know. We'll see. And hopefully we'll get a, you know, I mean, this belt has been defended more often than the Raw Women's Championship and the U.S. Championship combined. So uh, <laughs> let's go for it. Yeah. Keep us keep us post. I will. Oh, you know, I will. Yeah. <laughs> well, we go back into the ring where Tony Schiavone uh, seems to be weekly. This These interviews with Sting and Darby, uh, you know, getting a little repetitive at this point. But, uh, you know, what else is there to say? Street fight, Team Taz, it's coming up. Uh, I guess the one piece of news we find out, Darby Allen's defending the TNT title against Joey Janela next week. But I don't think the bad boy has a good chance. Uh, yeah, it does not bode well for the bad boy. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right, Mike, getting a little bit repetitive because um, I guess this match could have maybe happened tonight. When is... But we're still kind of like a month away from this Revolution, Revolution pay-per-view, right? Yeah, like at least it, <clears> So weeks, it, it feels weird because we have like two matches booked for it yeah. already, and we are I still mean, a month away. Yeah, I don't need to see a promo every week to hype it up. You know, we're excited. Sting's going to be in a match, so let's just <clears> do it. Yeah, if, if it ends up being the pre-recorded cinematic thing. But it will be nice to see yeah. Darby Allen not in a matchup with somebody from Team Taz. <laughs> yeah, Joey Janela. We haven't seen him on Dynamite. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure and he's, he's crazy. A, I'm sure he's hardcore like Darby. They'll do some stunts. He's probably a dark guy. Yeah, I'm sure that's probably how he got this title shot. Like, <laughs> he won like four he, matches he in a row. Won so much. I wish when AEW does their power rankings, it was like power rankings and then dark power rankings. <laughs> uh, well, in a, this is a big surprise because up next we have Dr. Britt Baker. Taking on Thunder Rosa. And this is in the first hour of the show. A woman's match. This was this great. shocking. Yeah, shocking. Shocking. This was Undertaker <laughs> losing the streak. <laughs> Undertaker just lost the streak right there. Uh, no, this was great, though. I love it. Uh, the match itself was really good. You know, back and forth. Submissions. Uh, they were brawling all over the place. Outside the ring. They both took some big bumps on that ramp. That elevated ramp there. Um... Yeah, eventually, just this big, you know, reversal. Britt's trying to get the lockjaw in. She's trying to pin her, just back and forth. Uh, Reba jumps up on the apron, removes the turnbuckle pad. 
uh, which Baker uses to flatline Rosa face first into that unforgiving steel. And she's just knocked right out. Uh, Britt applies the lockjaw anyways, and the ref just rings the bell. So she wins. Wow. But it, yeah, it was fun. I like it. Yeah, and I think the last time Thunder Rosa was in a match, we were like, wow. And then I mean, she was in another one. She's basically an AEW wrestler. And we're like, point. wow. Yeah, basically at this point, <laughs> yeah, she'll be, yeah, Britt Baker's still the future. Um, yeah. Let's just get, let's a just, great hand let's to just have. get us there. And uh, Britt Baker is, she is later announced, I guess we do get all the names of both sides of this. Uh, eliminator a, yeah, eliminator tournament for the AEW Women's Championship, and Britt Baker's name is in there. It's yeah, there. she's in there on the. So it's kind of the American versus Japanese side is. Uh, it doesn't like there's Japanese people on the American side. Obviously, it's just where the matches take place. So like Riho's on the American side, and uh, a bunch of other names. No, Riho, no. Riho's on the American side, which I thought yeah, that was one I, thing that was like, okay, yeah, so I guess yeah, she's here. Because that's where she's here. She'll be wrestling. Uh, then, Yeah, a couple new names popping up. Uh, yeah, we'll get more of that tournament when it comes around. Yeah. Well, Just they still, so I mean, so I guess two weeks ago they announced the tournament's happening. Now, this week they announced who's in it. And then probably in two weeks they'll announce when it's going to start, and, yeah. then, and then we and then we just spent a month and a half uh, hyping this belt. Hopefully it doesn't all take place on dark. I want to see the matches dynamite. At least yeah, at least a couple, or at least like the main ones. Yeah, or I was going to say the finals. You know, kind of yeah. when you get down the to the Japanese ones. The bracket, I'm sure there's a or probably yeah. the first round will be darked. Yeah. And the ones that are filmed in Japan, they might not be able to put it on Dynamite at the same time. Or I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's probably a licensing thing. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see, but we'll get to that. Let's go to tag team action. Hangman, Adam Page, and Matt Hardy taking on the Chaos Project. But uh, nothing too special here. They just kept it short. Hangman hits the buckshot lariat. And then Matt tags him and steals the pin. Gets the win. He stole a pin the other week, too. Yeah, he did. he's been doing that a lot. He's... Uh, this heel turn he's been doing subtly. Yeah. Um, well, one thing that I've been feeling for longer now is this, like, Hangman Page not standing up for himself against anybody. It doesn't matter who, you know? I mean, <laughs> I mean, he didn't really get to tell Kenny or the, or the Bucks or the rest of the elite how he feels, and he didn't really get to tell the Dark Order how he feels, and... Uh, he yeah, just kind of now Matt's walking all now over. Matt's walking all over him like you know he just hum 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 and then puts on these <laughs> and then puts on fucking match of the year <laughs> yeah uh, level shit so yeah one of these days Hangman's gonna stand up for himself God damn it hopefully yeah 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 we'll see what happens uh, then we go backstage Jericho and MJF they got a cooler full of the bubbly ready to celebrate the win. Uh, with the rest of the inner circle, but Sammy is just sitting there all mad still and says, hey, man, you said we're all in this together, but sometimes I'm not so sure. And he walks off. Uh, MJF tells Jericho, you should go check on him. So Jericho leaves, and then when he does, Max turns to the rest of the inner circle and says, boys, I think it's high time we have a conversation. And then Wardlow closes the door on the cameraman, so... We can't see this private meeting, but the wheels are turning. MJF, uh, mutiny. He's looking to take over this thing. He's looking to take over the inner circle. Yeah. And if you're going to kick out, if you have to kick out Sammy and Chris to do it, hey, that's the way she goes. 
I mean, that might be, you know, that's it. I mean, we, we, we need one more Chris Jericho babyface run before he retires. <laughs> and I, I think this would be it. We just yeah. give us one more. He's Sammy gonna, can do the heavy lifting. He's going to cut his matches. hair. <laughs> he's going to put on his little trunks again. And we're going to get babyface. <laughs> yeah, I don't want him to do it either. We're going to get babyface <laughs> Jericho one more time. Yeah, one more time. Uh, but yeah, so maybe like we, like I was saying, MJF and Jericho, they lose that title shot and MJF gets pissed, takes it out on Jericho. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. That could be it. That could be the play down the road. Uh, but it's time, ladies and gentlemen, you are cordially invited to the wedding of Kip Sabian and Penelope Ford. You know, we've got the standard, the wed, the wedding ring is, or the dress, the, the the ring is all dressed up for the wedding. You know, the nice, fancy, white, frilly stuff, big cake. Uh, so all the men come out, the groom, uh, the best man. Uh, Keith Mitchell is in there as your minister. He's a former wrestling personality. Uh, and then the beautiful bride, Penelope, comes out. And even the commentary team was stunned by her. Uh, just looking great. And then we just have the standard proceedings. Uh, you know, both the bride and groom, they share their personal vows. There are a bunch of dirty jokes thrown in there. Uh, anything you want to point out? Uh, no, <laughs> nothing. I've seen a lot of weddings. so uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. It was, it was a wedding. <laughs> yeah, they both say I do. They exchange their rings. Uh, their pronounced man and wife share a very passionate kiss. And then Miro leads us in a toast. Uh, as he's bossing around the butler, Chucky e. T. But Miro gets suspicious of a surprise attack, so he just destroys the empty gift boxes that are around the ring, thinking someone's inside, but there wasn't. But during all of his ranting, uh, Chuck managed to sneak a pair of handcuffs around his foot, ties Miro to the corner of the ring, and then Chuck attacks Kip, who knocks Penelope face first into the wedding cake. Uh, so Kip starts fighting with Chuck, and then Orange Cassidy pops out of the cake to help his friend. Uh, so at the end of everything, Orange Cassidy and Chuck stand tall. But Penelope and Kip are married. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. So eventually, AEW had to have their first wedding segment. Eventually, it had to happen. You're not a professional wrestling promotion until you have your first wedding. Uh, so, of course, <laughs> you, you get a pass for it because you've done it. Uh, for the first time, nothing extraordinary here, short of, uh, I mean, I did like the couple jabs that uh, Miro made about, he's like, I've done this before. I did like a couple of those <laughs> jabs, of yeah. course, we can remember his, his ceremony get broke up with Lana, I mean, the whole second half of Lana stuff ever. Also, um, and then when he got the crowd to sing What is Love, that was also a good takeaway, and it felt, <laughs> felt very spontaneous. It was a very singing crowd today, Mike, between you noticed yeah, the... Yeah, uh, love was in the air, you know, people were happy. But yeah, uh, n yeah, nothing nothing, nothing crazy, but I guess there's a match no, later yeah, on. Nothing outstanding, nothing too horrible, uh, just Penelope being a stunning, blushing bride. There you go. That's my takeaway. And JR didn't say anything over the top. Yeah, well, he was like, oh, those tits. Look at those. Yeah, well, that's probably because he didn't listen to fucking Jerry Lawler uh, three <laughs> nights before during the fucking Rumble. Why? It's You know, realize this is three years in a row that Jerry Lawler's doing the fucking women's Rumble. Like, who's who's it must be in his contract? Whose specific idea? There's no way the like, WWE is ladies. contractually obligated to make if they are contractually <laughs> obligated to make Jay uh, to make Jerry Lawler. 
He saved he he saved Triple H's and Stephanie's granddaughter from a burning fire. So they said, How can we repay you, King? He said, I'm calling every woman's rumble. That actually happened? No, but maybe. Jesus Christ, Mike. Oh, no, you're... No, I'm, I'm giving a possible reason for why. That's oh, my God. I'm fantasy booking here. <laughs> fantasy booking why Jerry Lawler's still allowed on the fucking microphone. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but let's move back to the in-ring action here. Uh, Eddie Kingston taking on Lance Archer in a lumberjack match. Uh, so, of course, it doesn't take long for it to turn into chaos. Well, th- and I was going to say, Mike, this was one of the first Lumberjack ma- or one of the Lumberjack matches I remember in a while where th- the Lumberjacks were doing a lot of work. They were just fighting each other. <laughs> they were they just, didn't even at care. that point, they were all just <laughs> running around the ring fighting each yeah. other, coming in and out. Uh, I've never seen a match where the they were doing so much. Well, even fucking Jake Roberts got involved. He hits this big clothesline to Angelico, and he just falls to the floor with him. <laughs> like an old man. We're like, oh, God. We're, good. He was okay. We're all having fun. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's what I mean. It was just, even he got wrapped up in it. But uh, <laughs> Kingston, he's got his buddies, Butcher and Blade, helping him. They set up a table in the corner. But this Bear Bronson guy, must be Bronson Reed's cousin. I don't know. Looks just like him. Or same style. He just spears Blade through the table. Archie gets a hold of Eddie, hits the blackout, gets the win. Um, yeah, that's it. I, Eddie Kingston was wearing a shirt. That was my biggest takeaway. I thought the match was going to be a little more fun. Doesn't he always wear a shirt? No. Or like uh, he, he wears like the wife beater type thing? No, nah, he does like a tights thing, like a singlet type. Look. Anyways. Um, well, like a tucked in? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there was like a baggy shirt this week. Yeah, it was something like that. I think that was a that was my that was my biggest takeaway. It was just a fucking battle. (laughs) Yeah, I mean they've been going at it for a couple weeks or maybe even longer. But uh, Archer gets the win here. Yeah, uh, yeah. Maybe we'll get one more with some kind of street fight or not street, like you know, some kind of no DQ type of rules. Let them get bloody. Brooklyn brawl. They're coming to Brooklyn. And then they, they yeah. actually film it on a closed set, like on the Seinfeld lot <laughs> or something, yeah. you know? That'd be fun. Uh, uh, we go. There was one little quick promo. I don't know where they were. On a, on a bus? On a backstage? I don't know. FTR. They have Marco Stunt held hostage or something. Oh, yeah. They're probably backstage, Mike, because the, <laughs> the space that they have at the Jacksonville Jaguars practice facility and game uh, a, a field... Um, there's just rooms, just rooms everywhere. Oh yeah. yeah, I mean that's honestly one of the best parts about watching BTE. You get to see all the behind the scenes shit that's going on at a football stadium. <laughs> it's uh more interesting than you would think. Oh yeah, I'm sure there's lots of cool stuff. <laughs> uh, then we go to the main event of the beach break. We got Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers teaming up against Mox, Pack, and Phoenix. So a six man tag here. Uh, yeah, you know, you got a little bit of everything. All these different styles of wrestling. Everyone's having their moments. And I, I thought this was fun, too, because I, I just, as the match was happening, I kind of, I, I would have remembered that, of course, Mox and the Good Brothers have worked together before. And, of course, Pac, I don't know, was, you know, has Pac ever, did he ever get to uh, take on, <clears throat> excuse me, did he ever get to take on the Good Brothers in a, in a WWE ring? Who the heck knows? It's so fun to see all these worlds <laughs> colliding. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, yeah, just a bunch of big flurry of moves at the end until everyone, or eventually the Good Brothers, hit the magic killer on Ray Phoenix to get the three count. Uh, but they're not done there. They just keep 
keep on beating down the baby faces until Lance Archer runs out to help them. So, uh, you know, I think it's officially safe to say he's on the good guy side now. Lance. Good guy side. <laughs> he's baby, baby, baby face Lance. Yeah, baby face Lance, the murder hawk. <laughs> the baby uh, face murder hawk. <laughs> Uh, but eventually it all leads to Moxley is all alone in the ring with Kenny when all of a sudden he's blindsided from behind by this hooded man who reveals his mask to reveal. It's Kenta who picks him up, hits the go to sleep. He wants that IWGP US title and he's got the right. He's got oh, he's got the briefcase or whatever it is. He's got the briefcase. Yeah, so Kenny Omega then comes back in, stands tall over Moxley to end the show. But yeah, the big story there though, New Japan is now crossing over onto AEW. At least Kenta, Kenta, you know, Kenta's in that uh, in the New Japan New Beginnings Cup, um, which happens over here in the states because they have their own little, you know, a stateside chunk of their promotion. Mm-hmm. And that's where Kenta has been hanging out. Man, that was a fucking. Swerve and a half. That was a big shock. <laughs> that was a big old shock to see three different wrestling promotions. Four. <laughs> Kenny's a double yeah. champ, you know, in the same in the same room together. Who the heck knows? Yeah. Um, and like you said, the Amer- this can be the way for Moxley to lose the belt without having to cross the border. He can just lose it in America and Kenta could take it back to Japan. I mean, if you're back. forgetting that existed, he's been champion for like 300, like, yeah, and <laughs> another insane amount of days. Remember, because he had to give it up because there, he wasn't able to make it there for because there yeah. was a typhoon. Due to tsunami or typhoon, And then he yeah. goes back and then beats Lance Archer, uh, which I thought, I thought coming to this, I was like, oh shit, um... I don't think uh, I don't I don't know if Lance Archer is necessarily there for the uh, you know for the babyface move. I think Lance Archer Lance Archer deservedly gets a rematch to this IWGP US Championship. He did lose it to Moxley, but you know I think he's still there. Kenta also has a shot at it. Uh, those three boys should go to fucking town on each other. Well, if that's what they want to do with it, hey, that'll be fine. I'll be watching. I'll watch it. I mean, I'm watching it either way, Mike, I think. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like you said, a hot ending to a fun show. Hot ending to a fun show. Um, and then if you switch networks, if you went over to the USA Network right now, too bad. It's 10 o'clock. You're probably have watching CSI <laughs> New York. Uh, but if you were two, if only just two hours earlier, you would have caught NXT. NXT. But, uh, what does it mean? But, uh, I don't know, but it's some good wrestling, so NXT, watch and see, got to tap out a count out of one, two, three, so The show where the cups are dusty, and the the peeps are doony. Uh, yes, speaking of those cups, we'll give you a quick update. Give me that dusty cup, give me that dusty cup. On 205 Live last week, Shotzi Blackheart and Ember Moon defeated Marina Shafir and Zoe Stark by submission. Which is too bad. Marina Shafir, you know, uh, fa- uh, favorite of the show. One of the show's favorites, of course. Um, uh, but missing her fellow goon squadress. Yes, Jessamine Duke. Is that, existence what, we, is that what we called has them? Has been forgotten. Is that what we called them? The goon? The goons, yeah, the goons uh, had not been seen as a pair in quite a while. Yeah, and it's too bad. Uh, I was hoping that uh, they, we we wouldn't have given up on that. They, didn't they have shirts that said like "Play f- Strong"? 
something. Strong, I fast. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was something silly. Maybe when Ronda that. Rousey stops showing up, they're like, ah, we don't have to give him screen time anymore. <laughs> well, and, Sh- and Shayna Baszler gone, too. It's like, well, there, there goes our little yeah. like, uh, well, <laughs> four horsewomen four. fantasy. But, um, yeah. You know, the two good ones are gone now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, hey, Anyways, Maria Shafir. Maria Shafir is good. <laughs> okay, let's move on to the show because we got more Dusty Cup. Uh, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai teaming up against Casey Cadenzaro and Caden Carter in a semifinal match here. And, you know, Team KC um, continue to show good chemistry. Uh, the fight goes outside the ring where Casey just climbs up the steel beam where the lighting rig is. Uh, just like Spider-Man, she just climbs right up there, hits a huge diving crossbody to the woman on the floor. She's awesome. You know, her and Ricochet, they're married. They're going to have kids one day. The kid's just going to come cartwheeling out of the room. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Casey, later on, she hits that move again, that insane, the Falcon Senton, the reverse black arrow, whatever you want to call it. That like triple court. I like reverse. reverse black arrow. That's what I'm going with right now. <laughs> okay. Eventually they'll have to name it something. Eventually. But, it looks uh, pretty cool. So eventually. I mean, it looked really cool, and that could have ended the match, and it should have, because uh there was a bit of a miscue here, I think. Dakota Kai was clearly late coming in to break up this count, in my opinion. Hmm. Do you think she was late? I um I can't say I recall uh such close of a call. Maybe it wasn't as egregious as uh, maybe it was more butt pat than <laughs> Ben Bryant. More of a uh, butt pat, if I'm being honest. But uh, yeah, maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought. But uh, anyways, that breaks up the pin. So uh, uh, back in the ring, Raquel gets a hold of Casey and hits a massive one-arm power bomb. I don't think she needs any help from Casey on this move. She just like deadlifts her, uh, slams her to the ground safely though, not like Naya. It's always safe. And that gets him the win. Dakota, Raquel, advance to the finals, which we find out will take place at TakeOver Vengeance Day. So it's not quite St. Valentine's Day fast. Yeah, Vengeance Day is fun, though. I was going to say, it's still V-Day, which it's is still V-Day. thematic. Uh, we, they even had the we, logo we, with like, the little We never got to thing. see Casey Catanzaro come up in the rumble there. So, uh, yeah, we saw, but, but, see, but, you know, seeing that reverse black arrow, it's a cool looking move. It's a damn cool move. Uh, well, we'll see more. Team KC is still cool. Team KC. And yeah, Vengeance Day. We find Vengeance was the name of an old WWE pay-per-view for many years. Okay. So they're still doing that. You know, NXT, they've been doing that nostalgic bring back pay-per-view thing. Uh, well, and the main roster does it too. So, I mean, nobody's... nobody's yeah, I mean, uh, everyone does it. Everyone does I, it. No one's, AEW does it. No one's forgiven <laughs> from the, hey, show up for a night. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> style of booking. But then we get Mr. Leon Ruff taking on Austin Theory. And, uh, you know, overall, I just like how Ruff, you know, he wasn't a one hit wonder. He's been getting booked consistently since then. Yeah, he's been doing He's stuff. become a nice little mid card act. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's dealing with Gargano on the outside, causing shit. And then eventually, Candy or Candice and Indy, they come out. Uh, then Shotzi and Ember come out to attack them. So everyone gets cleared away. Eventually, Ruff and Theory are back alone in the ring. Uh, Ruff hits his awesome, his like 360 cutter for a big two count. But then Theory gets up, hits his finisher, and gets the win. And then he goes to beat down Ruff some more. And Dexter Loomis appears, chokes him, and rips some of his hair out as Theory runs off. Yeah, Loomis is still Loomis is still looming. 
He's looming. Uh, And Austin Theory, still not British. Uh, Those are still (laughs) my biggest takeaways. Yeah, uh, Dexter. He just kind of floats around right now. Mm -hmm. Scares a guy for a bit. Feuds with him. (laughs) Paints a picture. Scares another guy. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Uh, But then we get this video for the Dragon Stable. Uh, Tian Sha. Is that the name of the stable or is that the name of the leader? I think I that was the name of the leader. That's okay, that's how I because so. I think it was it was her name. Uh, okay. The whole story that was super cool. I loved it that. It was cool. Um, yeah, it was very different. It was like a storybook drawing, like pictures painted, narrating, telling the legacy, like the group of this like mysterious dragon that's like thousands of years old. And uh, eventually, we get these good. We still don't have the full reveal, but we're getting pretty good looks at the face of this like white painted thing. This Tian Sha looks very cool. Yeah, and I guess whoever it is, we have no clue who the fuck they are. Yeah. Because if Zia Lee was already looking badass, who's this? Cool I know, guy? and I like there's literally no one I can think of who <laughs> they would have given, you know. I mean, I don't think there's any former, you know, Chinese performers who stick out unless it's like fucking I don't know. Yeah, Let's literally just nobody. Hope that it yeah. pays off. Yeah, so it's gonna so be far. it's gonna be a lot of fun to. Uh, I mean, who knows if if she's as good as they're kind of pumping this performer <laughs> up to be. Um, yeah. that's gonna be badass. Just another badass woman on the best women's roster in the game. Yeah, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. But let's go to the men's side of the Dusty Cup. Second round action here. We got Legato del Fantasma against the Lucha House Party. Uh, so you know what to expect here. Just lots of nice cruiserweight wrestling, high flying all over the place. Uh, eventually, the Legato, they hit this Russian leg sweep, spinning heel kick combo to get the three count. And move on to the semifinals to face MSK, who come out afterwards and cut a little promo on them. MSK, who are looking hot coming into it. That's what we've been feeling yeah, this whole kind of time. Uh, one of the favorites right now. Yeah, certainly. And I like it. Uh, then Pete Dunn comes out Peter Dune. With, <laughs> with Danny Birch and One Lorcan. And Dunn just cuts a promo on Finn Balor. He wants a shot at that title. So Finn comes out, gets in the ring, and says, All right, you got your shot. Take over Vengeance Day. So that's going to be a great match. Uh, but then Edge comes out. The Royal Rumble winner. He does have a right to be here. As he acknowledges, he can challenge for any belt he wants. So... And, you know, he's been paying attention all these years to NXT because they have a focus on the second W of WWE. And that's fun. He's a big fan. He sees the passion. He sees two of the best in the ring right here with him. So, you know, just a little tease. He's never had that NXT belt. So, but we don't think he will do it. (laughs) He might not. But this was also the moment for me, too, where... uh, I said to myself, oh, shit, the next three months is Edge going to be giving fucking badass promo after a badass promo and another bad like <laughs> i just realized like oh we're in we're in for such a treat we're in for four months of just wow it's gonna be sick <laughs> i do think he'll make a choice sooner than later sooner though. rather than and later just stick okay. to a show yeah, we'll, we'll see. see i don't know i don't know though i'm i, I still it could go either way drew roman mm-hmm. <laughs> really good but uh Anyways, Johnny Gargano is backstage getting interviewed when he's told that he will officially be defending that North American title against Kushida, as you and I had been kind of hoping for the last while there. So 
this takeover card really coming together. It really is, yeah, which is fun, which is, I guess, not yeah, not this weekend, but the weekend after that. Yeah, yes. Valentine's Day. Fantastic. This weekend's the Super Bowl, and then next weekend's the Takeover Bowl. And then probably next weekend is probably the Chamber, for all the we chamber. know. The Chamber, and then the week after <laughs> that oh, will probably be me. Revolution. Fuck me. <laughs> We're getting right into it. Oh, my uh, God. <laughs> But uh, then we go back to some women's action. Jesse Kamea, who is now part of the Robert Stone brand, taking on Tony Storm. But uh, you don't really get much of a match here as Mercedes Martinez just comes out, attacks them both. and No contest. Io Shirai comes out, hits a big moonsault on everyone. And yeah, just you know, building hype. We already know that we're getting a triple threat women's title match. Triple threat. What, what's going to yeah. be the cool stip associated with uh, a match on this card? Like, you know, what's uh, you know, what can be on a pole? Like a box of chocolates <laughs> on a pole? Is that what we're going to get? Uh, I don't know. We still got a... Uh, <clears throat> yeah, time. like a life is like a box of chocolates match. Who's going to host where it? There's no host you yet. never know what stip you're going to get. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Um, Santos Escobar is defending his cruiserweight title against Kurt Stallion. Um, and then Scarlett is just kind of watching from the balcony. Escobar doesn't know what to think about her. but Stallion, he puts up a good fight, but Escobar hits the legato, gets the win, retains his title. But then afterwards, Karrion Cross comes out and just beats up the cartel, gets in Santos' face... Says we got a problem here. I don't know. I don't know. Carol Cross isn't a cruiserweight. So well, you know, why on? not have? I mean, he can still fight. Have him fight, sure. maybe. I don't yeah, know. Sure. Um, yeah, the next couple weeks on NXT is going to be very important to make this make sense. Yeah, uh, yeah, because it really did just kind of come out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, and one of those <laughs> things you're like, okay, let's go. But, but yeah, make it, make it, make it, sent, make sense a little bit more because I think a little bit later on we see Carrying Cross. Um, yeah, it was almost right after this encounter. Edge in the most dangerous, <laughs> and I can the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, the dead zone, the death zone. Yep. Uh, that little yeah, the, the camera's kinda... blind spot. You know, it's like it, they have one camera on one side, on the other, but it doesn't cover that little corner. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Cross basically just tells him, "Hey, man, if you're thinking about challenging for the NXT title, that's going to be me," or something like that. And then you're like, ooh, okay, okay. Yeah, everything, everything, anything to do with Edge is just, you know, new and refreshing and different. And Yeah, no, they're keeping us on our toes. We don't know which way he's going to go. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but let's close out this episode with uh, another dusty quarterfinal match. Adam Cole and Roderick Strong taking on this new super dream team of Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. And yeah, this main event, they got a good amount of time here. Uh, Thatchman doing what he does best. Lots of nice mat wrestling. And, you know, him and Ciampa just working well together. Great combo. Great yeah, combo. Very, very complimentary. Right there. Yeah. Uh, Undisputed Era, though. They got the experience, uh, but they never have faced this team. So just lots of submission work. Uh, Undisputed Era get lots of moves in. But eventually, Thatcher, he uppercuts Cole on the outside of the ring. Then Roddy takes Thatch out, but then he's, he's, as he's going to get back in the ring, he walks right into the Willow's Bell from Ciampa, who covers him and gets a three. 
So Ciampa and Thatcher move on to the semifinals. And the, the, these are like four of the best workers in NXT, in WWE, in the fucking world. <laughs> and they stole the show. To no, to no surprise, they stole the show. Um, yeah, the... Uh... So who do I'm you gonna... think the oldest person in this match is? And if so, uh, give me a little uh, age guess. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Champa is 37. You're close, <laughs> but it's actually the Thatch Man and Roderick Strong. I mean, you know, there's a couple uh. Thatcher's oldest by a couple months, but uh yeah, you would never know that these guys are 37 years old. You would never know that Tommaso Ciampa is 35 years old. Uh <laughs> it it's 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 just fucking beautiful to watch, you know? Yeah. Uh you know, I'm going to call it Chompa Thatcher versus MSK. That, that feels like where we would go. Certainly beating the Undisputed Era in a tag team tournament match, uh, that's like a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. Um, my only worry there, though, is that MSK is going to win and the Thatch man isn't going to be given the respect he deserves. <laughs> or maybe MSK is just going to start. They have all the time. Hey, young bucks, sit down. The, uh, the fucking the men got this. Yeah. I mean, you know, MSK, they can lose in the finals and still have it be a great debut for them. It could go. I, it could go either way. Uh yeah, but that was it. That was your NXT. Fantastic Wonder- episode of NXT Wednesday. Uh, the fucking Rumble. God, it was actually a, it was a great week for professional yeah. wrestling. Yeah, great week. Uh, next week, I guess they got one more to we'll we'll hype up that Valentine's Day, but. It never stops, this wrestling world. Never stops. In the meantime, we do need to uh, finish off our week. So let's uh, let's crown a champion here. Let's crown a wrestler of the week. It's the wrestler of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. Of the week. Wrestler of the week. Of the week. God, I'm I'm gonna say it first again. Um, and you know we've been on such a streak lately, <laughs> and I feel like I can only I, you know I feel in my heart that we're our streaks will continue. Uh, Edge, feel. you're doing it. You've got Edge. I've got Edge as my wrestler of the week, of course, winning the Rumble at. You know, I mean, you want to talk about 39 year old Damian Priest? Let's talk about like fucking 52 year old <laughs> uh, Edge out there. He's looking great. We're in for a hell of a ride. I know it. Uh, he wouldn't come back if it wasn't for you know something fucking work, something good. And I'm just, I'm so excited. And and Bianca Belair on the other side too. Uh, but I'm so excited for uh, what's gonna happen in the next three months. The rated R superstar. Yes, he still got it. The old man, 52. Is that what you said? I said probably 52. I'm gonna say probably 50. If I'm gonna say I'm not that far off of. Uh, Whatever that, whatever that price was. All right. Well, yes, like you said, the streak has been going on. You're going with the old, but I'm going with the new this week for the first time ever. Bianca Belair has won the Royal Rumble. And, uh, you know, I think what sealed the deal was just that emotional celebration at the end. Uh, you know, we all love wrestling. But when you can add that real stuff, uh, that takes it over the top for me. Yeah, uh, when there's real, and it was real also awesome. tears. 
yeah. I mean, she came in number three, which is almost as close as you can be to number one. So pretty much this, an equal performance to Edge. They're both great options, both great winners. But I'm giving the slight edge to Bianca Belair. Yeah. We know, well, yeah, coming out of the Rumble, it's our favorite. We know somebody who's yeah. going to walk away with that award or probably be one of the winners of that. Um, but that's all the time that we have for the whole show. Yeah. The streak couldn't last forever. It was a great run. Amen to four that. Four weeks in a row. Amen to that, brother. Yeah, four yeah. weeks in a row. Uh, and I'll give an honorable mention to Kevin Owens for that last man standing. He took some crazy bumps. Yeah, there were some good bumps. And any other week... <laughs> Yeah. Any other week, if it wasn't the Rumble, he probably would have won it for me. And, and that's what makes this thing so tough, right? But thanks for listening, folks, to the show. Rate, review, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. And we'll be back next week because we do have this Van... Van... Saint... Vengeance Day. Vengeance Day, baby. God, I don't know why I got caught up in my lips there for a second. But thanks for listening, folks. And, Mike, you take care of yourself. Yes, we'll see you next week. Okay, bye. Bye.